0: What
1: shall we talk about? Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Now What Shall We Talk About? This week's guest uh, just kind of came out of the blue. It's a young lady named Ashley Yaklovich, and I think I'm saying that correctly. I even wrote it down like phonetically. It's either that or Laklovich, which makes her sound like a Russian spy, which wouldn't be good in these trying times. I roll. Um, But, yeah, she had just messaged me out of the blue. We had some mutual friends. She lives and is from Phillips. Not from. uh, I think we discussed where she was originally from, way up in the north woods of Upper Michigan. Uh, But she needed some sort of a... I don't want to say presentation, but uh, she's a breast cancer survivor, which already gave her points in my book uh, because I am a fan of anyone who is a survivor or breast cancer research, any cancer research, you know, fuck cancer, essentially. And that may be one of the first curses in the intro, but it's well worth it. And I'll say it again at some point. But um, her nurse at the Cancer Center of America uh, in Northern Illinois wanted to kind of tell her story at some sort of a i don't want to say a convention and i probably should have written this down uh, but it was a big gathering of like cancer researchers nurses survivors all that kind of stuff in vegas um, and ashley just couldn't make it there to tell her own story so we had a list of questions and we were just supposed to like interview dateline style i ask the question she answers the question and we move to the next so she said, can, "Can you do audio, maybe video so that this her nurse had something to put in this presentation because she's a guest speaker at this convention so of course, absolutely I'm in for that, <clears throat> And I had told her, well, maybe we'll just after we get done with the questions we'll uh, you know just make an episode out of it We'll just shoot the shit and uh, just, you know see what happens, and if it's decent we'll we'll make it an episode." So when we got done um It ended up being the normal two, two and a half hours. And like 15 minutes before the end of the episode is when we got to the last question. And there's no way I could edit that down to make any sort of sense, because once she contacted her nurse after we got it done, she's like, yeah, I have about 10, maybe 15 minutes tops. (laughs) So there is no way for me to accurately and decently cut down two and a half hours to 15 minutes. So she made the trip down to Medford again, and we literally just sat there, and I think we got it done in 13, uh, just so she was giving some informative answers and wasn't cutting herself short. Uh, so that little interview section, uh, if they do post it on a website, if she has it posted somewhere, I'll get it on the show notes. I don't think that it's a thing yet. It was just for their private use for the this convention. Um, but that is not included in this episode, because it's essentially the same questions I asked during the course of the episode but with a much more succinct answer and then we just move on to the next there was no tangents there was it was just an interview so she could get her little side of the story out um to hopefully inspire those who are either just recent with a diagnosis or who are also survivors to help you know reach out and speak for other people whatever uh just a good cause so of course i was going to do it and the episode turned out pretty good um nice lady funny lady uh, nice and sarcastic But yeah, um, you know how to get a hold of me. I say it every episode and nobody ever does. Lame. But um, yeah, sit back and enjoy Miss Ashley Yaklovich and her story about uh, surviving breast cancer at a very young age. to start i did write down all the questions okay in case you wanted me to just straight out ask the questions
2: well so she like wants us to kind of stick to it a little bit just so she only has so long to yes put my interview so um i think she can do a little bit of her own editing okay anyways so probably just kind of ask the questions a little bit and then we'll talk through the questions instead of me just being like this is yes (laughs) yes
1: well that's i was hoping you didn't come in with a notepad to read your answers because i have a notepad to ask them Nope. okay Uh, um the rest of that stuff is just gonna make noise this is my notepad and if you have something you need to write jot whatever that's Mm -hmm. what that's over there for perfect okay well might as well do their stuff first And like I said, if when it's done, done, if I need to cut something because we're just rambling or whatever. Perfect. Do this stuff first and then just wing it from there. That way she's got her stuff.
2: Right. Well, and I was kind of like some of the questions anyways, like I don't know what her actual layout is, but I was like some of the questions when I answer them, I'm going to answer them more than once. Kind of thing. Oh, so sure. like, yeah, because it's like to go into it. So I'm like, as long as it's kind of all there, I don't think it really matters. They ha- well, the some actual of, order.
1: Some of them were a bit wordsy Yeah, as far as I'm concerned.
2: Well, uh. so I was originally going to go. Are you recording like right now?
1: I recorded before you sat okay. down. <laughs> I
2: knew, I knew you'd do that. <laughs> it's but,
1: a rolling start.
2: Yeah. So, um like, I was originally going to go to the conference with her. Mm -hmm. and kind of do everything and then
1: where is that at
2: in vegas oh i know
1: and you were just like nope i'm not doing that anymore
2: well it kind of there was a bunch of different reasons why but um i didn't get to go so she was like oh we'll just do like a powerpoint with your stuff so when i did it all it was kind of just i'm answering questions she's gonna put it up on a slide and kind of go over it yeah and she was like well let's try and do like a zoom call And I was like, all right, this is going to be great. And then I'm like, you know, I know of someone (laughs) who might let me go in and... Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. So then I was like, let me reach out, so... Well,
1: and it's not 1998, so I understand PowerPoint has its place, Yeah, but all I can think of is... Like high school, making slides for like your book yeah, right. report, and that's
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's all. Yeah,
2: I think it. Like I don't want to say were,
1: cheesy, but
2: yeah. Well, and it was kind of like she just really wanted to share like my story mm-hmm. for her for her presentation, and sure, she's like whatever way I can get it in there. So okay, I think this was gonna work really well. Perfecto.
1: <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know, and I'll have a bunch of stuff, and if you have. I don't want to say people to thank, but things that I need to know or that mm-hmm. you want to share, sure. links to websites or whatever. I put all that stuff in the show notes. Perfect. Um, So people will get a gist before they listen as to why you're here. But if you can tell the listener about yourself. um, Yeah, I don't want to read those, but let's just start there.
2: <laughs> so my name is <clears throat> Ashley Yaklovich and I'm 34 years old. And while I was pregnant with my second child, I found a lump in my breast. Um, I was in the shower, you know, washing under my arms, whatever, was the end of my pregnancy. So I was just like, oh, my milk's coming in, whatever. Mm -hmm. Didn't think anything of it. That was like around Christmas time. My daughter was born um, January 24th, and the lump... Totally, like, w- didn't go away. Obviously, it just totally slipped my mind. Oh, yeah, like, because you're busy. Yeah, like, I a- just had a baby. Like, <laughs> you know, I didn't care about my own health. I was yes. just like, I have a baby, and there was no, um, no, like, red flags or indications because I nursed her. I pu- mm-hmm. like, I pumped milk. Like, everything was great. Um, nothing looked off. Nothing felt off. And it was the night before. Um, our six-week checkup, you know, when you go six oh, weeks yep. after the baby's yep. born, yep. check mom. And I just got done pumping, and I told my husband, Jesse, I was like, hey, feel this, like, this lump. Like, it's so weird. And Is he
1: like most husbands where he's like, yeah, okay. Well,
2: he... <laughs> I think, it, um, like... I guess when you, like, watch your wife pump and then it just, like, doesn't have that same effect right yes. away. He's just like, this isn't a, like, hey, you can fill me up. It's a, hey, you got to check this out. Yep.
1: Daddy duty, <laughs> some sort so of something. He,
2: he was like, oh, that's really weird. Like, talk to your doctor tomorrow.
1: As so, they say. Yeah, you...
2: so whatever, okay. Next day, I we had our checkup and I told the doctor and she was like, oh, okay, like. I bet it's just a clogged duct,
1: you know, we're going to,
2: um, but let's schedule an ultrasound. And I was like, okay, great. And we went for the ultrasound the next day. They, they just make small talk, you know, like they can't tell you anything. They can't say anything. She's just, yeah, she's just making small talk and, you know, asking questions and she says, okay, I'm going to go and get the, whatever the tech or whatever she Mm -hmm. had to go get and I sat up and I looked over at the screen and across the screen all I saw was no fluid detected. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So not sure. Not a clogged duck. Okay. Yep. So then like from there, there was like three people that came back in and they were like, um, could you stay and go and have a mammogram? And I was <sighs> um, sure, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, but then they came back and they didn't want to do the mammogram because I was a nursing mom and oh, like yep. I hadn't been able to pump, so well we're just going to do the biopsy. So right into it. Yeah, it was like well I waited 16 days to have the biopsy. It was pretty it's, crazy. Well, it's but, not like
1: six months though, where you just no, keep putting it off no, and putting it yeah. off. Yeah,
2: so it was kind of crazy, but. um Totally went off of, like, about me, though. Kind of went right into the... Well, that's technically, <laughs> but- <laughs> it's two-part
1: about yourself yeah. and how you discovered yeah. so, that you had breast cancer. But,
2: yeah. So, um, it was the longest 16 days ever because, like, in my mind, I knew, but you have to, like, wait until you officially sure. know. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just, like, waiting and waiting. And then we had the biopsy and the next day... my. Uh, parents had come down from they were in North Dakota Mm. and they came to Wisconsin to uh, stay with the kids and we were supposed to have our son's second birthday on that Saturday so they were (sighs) like coming for the birthday party coming Mm -hmm. for all this and I had my biopsy done on a Thursday and then Friday we (laughs) they called with the results because they said well we can call or we can come back to Wasa and I'm like you can call us. We're not going to drive to Wassa. Was that like again. the
1: longest 24 hours of your life?
2: No, because I left the appointment and like <laughs> they were, oh, you're so young. We just.
1: Talking it up a bit like. Yeah. yeah like don't. Precaution. Ro- yeah, whatever. Don't
2: worry. You know, so I'm like, this is. Pff, I'm so fine. This it's happens fine. all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, which. In the moment, it felt really nice. But like now looking back, it's like don't do that you know it kind of is like (laughs)
1: don't say anything
2: yeah like i mean you don't have to like give me worst case scenario but like i left there feeling really good sure and i
1: just based off what they, the small talk is so to speak i'm sure
2: um i remember we were playing cards with my parents and we always play like smear (laughs) so we're like sitting Mm -hmm. there playing cards and they had told us they would call between like one and two. They gave you, oh, so my phone rings. Specific. That my phone rings. I'm like, all right, here they are. So Jesse and I went into our bedroom so we could talk to them. My parents stayed out with the kids.
1: Are your parents aware of the goings on, or they, you haven't told them?
2: Well, they knew I was going for the biopsy. Gotcha. Um, but so there was concern yeah, and whatever. Yep. Gotcha. Um, so we went into the bedroom and. We were telling the lady, like, oh, we're g- just getting ready for Landon's birthday party tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's making small talk. And I'm, oh, yeah, this is. And she takes this. <sighs> super deep breath. And she's like. Your results came back and you have cancer. And, like. Everything else just was like, I didn't hear anything. I was like. What? I didn't cry. I didn't do anything. I was just like in shock and just sure. and I are like sitting there like staring at each other like
1: What do you What do you wh- say?
2: Um <laughs> I thought like I thought everything was fine, you know? And Yes. So we did um she was like telling us all these dates and whatever and
1: just bouncing yeah, right Yeah, and off.
2: I'm like, "Oh, uh, and then she just she says, "We're going to mail you a packet." And I'm like, "Okay, good," cuz I didn't write anything down. I'm not listening to mm-hmm. anything you're saying. Um, and so we sat in there for a minute and I was I I we like hugged or whatever, and I was like, Well, let's go tell my parents. And so we went and like walked out into the living room, and my mom is Like, so emotional. Like, love you, Mom. But, like, you tell her anything, and she's just crying. And I'm like. Sure.
1: Is she one of those people, because I know several, where you can go to a funeral for someone you don't know. Yes. And you will cry because everyone else is crying. Yes. Gotcha.
2: So, like, we go out there, and I'm like, I literally think I just was like, I have cancer. Like, I don't think I was like, well. You're going to want to sit down. No, I literally was just like. I and I actually told Jesse I was like let's make sure they're not holding the kids Uh so we can just like tell them and um, my mom was like crying right away and my dad said the F word which my dad like never swears (laughs) and I was like oh okay Okay. and they so then of course like this was all on a Friday and my first appointment was um, uh, the next Monday or Tuesday and they wanted me to go to the appointment with like all of my family history and everything. So my family is calling all of their family and they're like, Oh, Ashley has cancer. And we, and I'm just like, yeah!" like calling everybody Mm -hmm. because we had to, you know, we had to know, um, for genetics and whatever else. So I'm just like laying on the couch. I, only person I called was my best friend Sarah, and because she had watched my kids, like when I went for my ultrasound mm-hmm. and everything, so she, like, kind of knew. Yeah. Um, but didn't know the obviously that, and so I was like, I call her, and her house was like crazy that day. I think her like her sister was there. And they had, she, and I'm like, oh, your house is kind of crazy, and she's like, yeah, and I was like, well, so I got my results back, and I have cancer, and I could just like hear her, like the the gulp. gulp. Yeah. And yes. she was like, uh, and I was like, yeah, so I just wanted to let you know. And I was like, my be- <laughs> talk, talk to you yeah, later. What do you-, like,
0: <laughs> what do you my say? My parents
2: are calling everybody, and I was like, well, we'll see you at Landon's birthday party tomorrow. And my parents called, you know, their sisters and mm-hmm. their parents, and then I was like, all right, well, let's finish our card game. And like, we just went back to playing cards. Well, and- at that time,
1: what. Well, what can you do? You don't
2: what? you don't do anything. You either sit and you worry about it and yeah. like freak out, which I'd already done for 16 days.
1: Which what good is that going to do?
2: No, exactly. So I was like, let's just play cards, you know, whatever. And then What the hell is <laughs> going on? The neighbors are just <laughs> shouting today. So, Jesus. yeah, so then we just um finished up our regular day and the next day at landon's birthday party um
1: by then i'm assuming everyone knew uh, like the family our
2: family all knew um and we told some of our friends there just because you know we had some close friends that we wanted to tell and then um the next day which was april fools i like made a post and Like, to to announce to everybody else. And everybody was like, this isn't a joke, right? And I was like, not something I would joke about. Just
1: sheer happenstance. Yeah.
2: So it was, like, really crazy, like, to wait for so long. Because, I mean, Mm -hmm. 16 days between the ultrasound and the biopsy. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now everything just flipped upside down. And you are figuring it out. Because you had it kind
1: of in your head that it was going the other way
2: well those 16 days i was like i knew it was cancer i I just knew it but then at the day of the biopsy i left there feeling really good so it was kind of like those 16 days of not knowing i felt it and i like and i knew yeah and then i left the biopsy felt really good and then when i heard it i was like are you sure like I mean, I you you didn't think so yesterday, you know, are you sure? Yes. So it was just really crazy how slow it went and then how fast it went. Mm-hmm. And then like I said, I mean, we got my results on a Friday and my appointment was on a Tuesday. So I like met with an oncologist, I met with a surgeon, um, did all that fun stuff
1: the stuff that you have to do yeah which you should do whatever yeah so when you find out you go and you have all these appointments did they say this is like the kind of cancer you have this is what you need to do or was there like a menu of like well we could do this and this and this what do you want to do like what was their Did they advise you or did they just tell you everything that was available and you got to pick for treatment?
2: (laughs) No. So when I (laughs) when I short answer, no. When I got my diagnosis, when they called that day, it was that I had invasive mammary gland cancer. Okay. And um when I went and met with the oncologist. Because I had only had the biopsy done. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to do some further testing to see yep. if the cancer had spread. Um, So I had a... Oh, my goodness. I literally have had everything, but I'm trying to think of what I had first. <laughs> I think the first things he had ordered was um another CT scan. And then I had a bone scan. Jesus. And a, maybe... I had my mammogram. So I had those done um, during the CT scan they found um, in the lymph nodes. Okay. So then I had to have the lymph nodes biopsied. And those results had come back when they called um, and they said, oh, good news, there's no cancer in the lymph nodes. And so I was like, oh, that's really good Perfect. news. That's great. Best case. And so we met with the oncologist later that week, and he was like, well, I think that was a false reading because... Oh, good. I was like, oh, okay. That, cool. That's super... Com- yes. Yeah, I feel really good about that. <sighs> um. So we... um, They had ordered more scans, and he found a spot on the liver that he was then concerned about. So... Um, then I had the liver biopsy, which I was like, well, you know, that lymph node biopsy. Yeah. How much (laughs) am I going to trust the boy who
1: cried wolf kind of thing?
2: Yeah. So I did, um, I ended up doing a full PET scan and then I did the liver biopsy and the cancer, um, was in, was in the liver. Okay. So, um
1: did you get a call 2 days later saying oops nope we made a mistake no,
2: <laughs> no jesus no it was so like when i went on it was like april 2nd or something was my first appointment and mm-hmm. i would go to wasa like 2 days a week and that's where you we did your
1: majority of your doctoring is in wasa
2: um i started there okay we we moved um a little bit later but i would go to wasa on early in the week meet with the oncologist he would schedule some new tests, new scans. Go later, a couple days later, get those results. He would order more scans, so it was just this constant. We're driving to Wasa two to three times a week for scans and results, but and nothing. Ordering more scans was being no
1: done. I guess like just test, 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 but we're not doing anything about the results that we're getting from the tests.
2: Nope, just ordering more tests.
1: How long did that go on for?
2: Um, almost four weeks.
1: Ugh, and that's your f- in Philips, right?
2: We live in Phillips. An so yep. hour and a half. Yeah, it was an hour and, and a, a half. Yeah, and it wasn't a good day because it was like that springy, crappy. Well, it was the year 2018 where all of our snow melted in March, so we had this <laughs> yes. beautiful March. Yeah, and literally on March 30th or 31st was when we were going to have my son's birthday party. Yep. We got like two feet of snow. We couldn't even get into the municipal building because they, remember they hadn't plowed for us yep. yet.
1: Everything. Yeah, we had it, like 18 or 19 it inches was, here. We got
2: like two feet of snow. Yeah. and Out
1: of nowhere. Yeah.
2: I'm like, we haven't. Because my parents, like I said, came from North Dakota. And I'm like, yep. don't even bring your winter stuff because we don't, we don't <laughs> have summer here a now. snowflake. We haven't had a <laughs> snowflake. So my parents yep. come and they're their
1: cabana wear.
2: Yeah. And they brought clothes for like three days and they pretty much ended up with us for like four months. So my dad's like, we got to go back. We got to go get our winter stuff. We got to get mm. like we're washing this. same. I assume they just drove. Yes. Like they didn't fly in from Oh, God, from no. My mom was like deathly afraid of flying until like last year they went to Vegas for my dad's work and now she's professional Jet setter. Mm-hmm. yeah like she was like she's definitely afraid of heights like she can't drive over the bridge in Duluth Just nuts <laughs> <laughs> so um oh, anyway so yeah they were like oh i thought there was no snow I'm like there wasn't surprise so, yeah april fools exactly so Jesus. we got all that snow and then so that was the mm-hmm. year that we got more snow in april than we had in the, february the and march yeah. yeah so it was not like beautiful weather but um One day, my husband called because my husband was like at work, still Mm -hmm. working because somebody works. Somebody works. I mean, his insurance we have to have that. And my parents had been
1: there about insurance.
2: Oh God, yeah. So my parents had been staying with us to either help with the kids, Mm -hmm. so we could go to appointments, or sometimes they were just driving me to appointments because there's a lot of appointments where I'm not able to drive after or whatever. Um. So it was like this whole big thing. Everybody is pitching in to drive Miss Daisy here. And, For just tests. Yeah. And my husband called one day and he was like, you got to go somewhere else. Like we need to get mm-hmm. a second opinion. This is getting so where to be is this too much. Stop? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you've had every test. There's still not a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so while we were on the phone, a commercial came on for Cancer Treatment Center of America and I was yep. like I'll just call there you know let's let's try it. What's it gonna hurt? And this was on like a Wednesday I think it was like a Wednesday or a Thursday it was you know mid to late <laughs> week and I call and I'm talking to this guy Matt who's you know one of their
0: the resource or yep, whatever. Yep.
2: Yep. and um, he was like well let me get you over to Danielle she's our nurse navigator and Um, I think we can get you set up for appointments next week. And I was like, oh, okay. No
1: referral, no nothing, just call them and.
2: Yeah, like based on, you know, like what I kind of gave them. And um, then I spoke with Danielle and we got, like released all my medical information. So she could contact. Verify and whatever. Yep. And we had appointments at CTCA the following Wednesday. And Where
1: is the closest facility so, for them?
2: Um, I We were going to Zion, Illinois. It's literally 20 minutes from Kenosha. It's, uh, yes. It's like a little yep. like stone's throw from Kenosha because everybody's yep. like, oh, my gosh, you go into Chicago? And like, no. Mm, I mean, it's,
1: it's you're right on the verge of like Chicago land. Yeah. Because I took my kids to Six Flags last year in Gurney. Yeah. And we went through, you go right through there.
2: It's like 20 minutes from there. Cause that's, we went to, we didn't go to Six Flags, but we would go to Gurney to the mall and stuff. Yeah. It's 20 minutes from there. there. Yep. So we um, went there and that's where I decided to stay. (coughs) Everything went really well. And my uh, oncologist had come in at my appointment Thursday morning and he was like, I have an opening for, um, chemotherapy tomorrow morning if you want it. And I was like...
1: And were they just going off of the test results from the month of tests <laughs> yeah. that you had had prior? <laughs>
2: well, and they were like, well, they were they were satisfied with all of the results. They didn't feel that there was anything that
0: More was missing More testing or whatever. No, because
2: they had told us, um, for your first trip, plan to be here for three to five days mm. based on what testing and yep. results you have. So we were like, okay, we packed, like Jesse and I came and we took our dogs, We, my parents, my kids. like. So do they have, family. was it
1: just a hospital room or do they have like housing for, for family have, can come have, and stay?
2: They have um, like contracts through hotels that sure. they have. So we just had like a big suite um, that we all stayed in because that was like one of my concerns. And I'm one of those crazy dog moms that you just really love. But I was like, <laughs> I can't not bring my dogs with for Your five fur babies days. yeah mm-hmm. and they were like no worries we can get you a place that allows dogs that's crazy so, in a good way yeah so we got um we all packed up in two vehicles and planned to go and they were like when i got there and they were like well you pretty much had every test done
1: i was going to so, say the packet so that they we have don't
2: need you know and mm-hmm. all those results are fine there's nothing that you know didn't come back clean or clear or whatever sure. so we don't really need to do any further testing it's just do you right want to start it. chemotherapy and i was like yep we're ready start something yep. do something so we yeah i've done all of my treatment in illinois
1: at that there's at, no there's not I would say contracting out but it's at all in that one facility
2: yes hmm.
1: well that's at least you knew where you were going.
2: Yeah. and You it's, know, go
1: here, and then they refer you to this specialist here, and then you got to no, go to that specialist everything
2: there. everything was right there. Well, even like in Wausau, because that's how I was thinking when we went to – to illinois and i was like Mm. oh my god it's gonna be this ginormous oh
1: this the the ent guy over here even in
2: wasa like all over the hill over there i had like (laughs) like my scans were in one building Mm -hmm. and then i had like lab tests in another building and my appointment and i'm like oh my god where am i going to i don't even know yes so going to illinois it's all one hospital it's like six floors spread out be a fairly sizable it's it's thing. pretty big, yeah. Good. So, But yeah, everything is right in there. They give you a sheet that was like, you're on this floor for this appointment, this floor for this appointment. Huh. Like, like,
1: they don't want you to have to worry about where the hell you have to go. No. Probably have enough on your mind already.
2: Yeah, for sure. Good. So yeah, it's super, like, <clears throat> anybody, I'm super biased and like, I love that place. And, which you should. Yeah. And I would tell anybody, like, if you are super unfortunate- like, you win the lottery like I did, <laughs> but I wouldn't even hesitate. I would go right to sure. CTCA. I mean, they're truly top-notch.
1: That's good. That's yeah. at least kudos to your husband, and I would imagine you probably would have realized it at well, some point. But just to, like, th- this is enough. Like, I don't – this doesn't feel yeah. right. I,
2: well, and then the worst part was – so, like, we had finally – when we were at Aspires, <clears> so we were finally kind of getting to the point where – um they were ready to start something and i was like <laughs> we're going to go for the second opinion like and they were like oh that's a good idea you know so when we went to illinois and i was like i kind of just want to hear mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do the same like they would do sure and i didn't hear that so then i was like which like mm-hmm. what's right what do i do But there was just something about the way that going to CTCA made me feel like it was just that like really welcoming, like my my whole family came to our appointment and it just felt really good and I was like, this is where I want to be. And
1: that's... It's in the name. Yeah. Like that's what they do. Exactly. You're not going to a random.
2: Exactly. I don't want
1: to, you know, deface anyone, but it's not a hospital where you got a guy who deals with this and a guy right. who deals with that. Yeah.
2: And I like my um, like all of my care team is was specialized. I wasn't just seeing an oncologist who sees cancer Everyone. patients like, yep. you know, my my oncologist is a breast cancer oncologist like sure so it was kind of Which like you would more, want I yeah would imagine. it was more of a, a specified thing and that's definitely sure. it just made me feel really good and i if i had to choose again like i just wish we would have went there sooner mm-hmm. how but,
1: long and you might have said it before but like from when you started your testing stuff until you saw the commercial and called them how much how like a month, two months, so, like, a week. I so before you switched to well, Illinois,
2: my my ultrasound was on March sixteenth. My biopsy was March thirtieth, and we finally went to CTCA on April twenty sixth.
1: Dang! So you were back and forth to Warsaw for like three, four weeks almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be so. There's two months mm-hmm. down that <laughs> could make a huge difference. Yeah, in someone's life. Yeah. That's not good. Uh, I, I, how, I, I imagine she wants this in there, but I don't know how to word it in my own way. Can I just read
2: it? You can do however you want. <laughs> I don't,
1: because I want to make sure that you get all your stuff. And I just wrote the crib note version here. Let me, I'm not texting someone. I'm actually looking up to see what this actually says for real. Because I don't want to, I just want to get it right. These next two, are, they're kind of wordsy and I'm, I don't know if she's looking for something specific, but okay. And it's probably a two part one. So I'm just going to read them both and okay. you can just take it from there. Perfect. You've had multiple surgeries. Can you share what your concerns would be about the final result? About, wow, I can't read. <laughs> you have had multiple surgeries. Can you share what your concerns were about the what the final result would be cosmetically and as a young woman what was important to you when deciding on surgical options so i would imagine along with treatment there was surgery options yes. galore so, so take that for what you will and just t- take it and run
2: i have had five surgeries <sighs> um so when and when we first started um I have metastatic breast cancer, so it mm-hmm. has spread to my lymph nodes, which it actually was in the lymph nodes, um, and to my liver. So when I started in Illinois, my oncologist, um, Dr. DeNuno... Um,
1: <laughs> that was, almost sounds made up, but I'll go he, with it.
2: <laughs> he came in and he was like... Um, I will never sugarcoat anything for you. And I I didn't want that. I didn't like I don't want a, you know, how many grains of sand do I have left kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I never wanted them to just say, like, this is going to be great. You're going to live forever. You know, I'm a realist, you know, regardless. You can
1: can give bad news in a nice way.
2: Exactly. You don't
1: have to sugarcoat it, but you also don't have to be a jerk. Exactly.
2: And he just he said, you know, realistically, what is what is your goal? And I was like, I have a two year old and a <laughs> yeah. Ugh, um, 10 week old. Yeah.
1: Weeks and all this on top of it.
2: Yeah. Yikes. So I was like, I would like to um, I'd like to see my kids graduate. Yeah. M- hopefully get married. Maybe, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to. And he was like, all right, I think we can, you know, maybe get you 50 years. And I was like, I'll take it, you know.
1: why don't you lead with that next time?
2: (laughs) So, and he just said, he's like, you know, um, and of course it all just depends, you know, cancer is not one size fits all. I mean, there's so many kinds of cancer. There's so many grades and histories and whatever. And then of course, like how you respond to treatment. I mean, not everybody responds the same. So he just said, you know, if all goes well, I really think we can get you. You know, and Good. and he said he's like, it, you'll live like you have a chronic illness, like it, the same. You have diabetes or anything like that. Sure. You're gonna. It's a
1: manage it. Yes,
2: it's we're gonna get you on this management program, and I was like, well, my oncologist and in us at Aspirus was like. Hey, we're gonna do some treatment and then we're gonna do surgery. And he and Doctor Denuno was like, "We don't typically do surgeries for metastatic cancers." And I was like, "So then, right?" That, <laughs> Another I'm like, dilemma. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. "Wait a second, who's right?" You know. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, we Justin and I really talked about it a lot, and it, everything has ultimately been my decision. Mm-hmm. But I want his input. I want sure. him to. Be comfortable with it's what
0: part shoes or whatever. You know, I yeah. mean, I,
2: the, the poor guy was like 33 years old and like, does he want to be a widow and have two kids? Hell no. Like,
0: <laughs> sure. He was
2: like, you got to live to like raise these kids at That's least. Right. Come so on. So, give me 18 <laughs> yeah. years here. Yeah. <laughs> so, when we started, there was like no surgery options. It was like, we're going to do treatment, we're going to maintain mm-hmm. it, whatever. And a couple months in, Dr. Nuno came in and he was like, I don't even know what to do. Like, I think at your next appointment, I want you to meet with the breast surgeon. And I was like, I thought I couldn't have surgery. And he, he just said, he's like, you are responding in a way we don't typically see, that we don't typically expect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think surgery may be a good option for you. And I think at this point, my... Um, my lymph nodes and my liver were responding really well to treatment, but the breast tumor had – the first couple treatments had started to shrink, and then it started to grow back. And it was a really weird feeling because I could – it was like right in my – the upper quadrant, which kind of the top <laughs> the of my breast quadrant. and my armpit. And it was sure. it was nine centimeters. I mean, it was like an egg right in okay. – I could cup my hand around it Jesus. and feel it on the outside. When we started is that's how and, it was
1: initially when you had first yep.
2: when I first gotcha. when we first started everything and literally after my first treatment it was like a marble. I was See, like you that's... can't even feel it. It's so crazy. And
1: I know like you said everyone is different. Yeah. A hundred people can have breast cancer and find a lump and it's going to be a hundred different things. Exactly. But to me well for one as a man to not have breasts to know if Men I have a lump. can still have breast cancer. And you can. Yes you can. <laughs> But I'm picturing, cause they always tell you, you know, like in health class, like, you yep. know, if you have a partner, tell them to do yep. their checks as they get older or whatever. But I'm picturing like between a pea and a marble. Yeah. And you had like a chicken egg.
2: Yeah. Mine was huge.
1: That's crazy.
2: So, um, like I said, the first the first treatment, I was like gone. Like it was so small. And mm. after the second treatment, they couldn't even detect the lump by hand anymore. Okay. And so that was in like April. And then in September, I st- I started feeling it again. And I was like, it's growing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at every appointment they give you your like history marker numbers and the scale that they use. Anything under um, 30 was considered normal. And I yeah. was like down into the 20s and the teens really quickly. And then that number kind of crept up a little bit. And then I started feeling the lump, and I was like, eh, yep. something's not right. Um, but the liver and the lymph nodes were still responding really well to treatment. Okay. And so they said, we want to continue with the treatment. They threw um, uh, oral chemotherapy as well, so I take a pill. Um,
1: That's See, and I'm, I am consider myself a smart person, but I don't. Know all of the yeah. ins and outs. So of I that take. Stuff. So
2: I was doing infusions every three weeks, mm-hmm. and then I take a chemotherapy pill for two weeks, twice a day, and then I take a week off of it. So I was like pumped full of chemotherapy for a yeah. really long time.
1: And that is—is is it when you get the radiation type, where you like have hair loss and that stuff, or is that any? I'm.
2: Oh, I I was bald. So my sure. first treatment was April twenty sixth, and. Um after my second treatment, they told me that the second one is typically about the last time that you will have hair. And I remember I was like, my cousin was getting married in like the mm. mid-May. Yeah. And I was like, I have to have hair for the wedding so I don't look ridiculous in pictures. And now I, like, look at the pictures. I'm like, oh, I should have just shaved my head because it was so terrible. like oh, just so a little sc- wispy
1: like, stuff.
2: <laughs> and I was like, okay, Clinging hindsight's twenty twenty. Hope. Like, yep. I should have just shaved my head sooner. Because, I mean, yep. it would just fall out by, like, the handfuls. Sure. It was terrible.
1: Yep. Actually, one of but, the guests that I just had in here, um, her little girl has alopecia. Okay. And she's, like, eight or nine. And that's, like, she's perfectly healthy. Yep. But you lose your hair. And she said it kind of went away and came back. And then she said one day in the shower, like, yeah, clump. And within three days, it was all gone. Well, and that's I was crazy. like so
2: stubborn because I was like, I need to I, I want to have my hair. I want to have my hair. And there was one day I was literally like laying in the shower bawling because I had just like scooped out all this yeah. hair. And I was like, Jesse. And like, you know, crying. it's going to
1: happen. But that's got to be a horribly well, unnatural thing. To like has kind of just visually freak well, you I out a little you're just, bit. Just
2: like, like I knew it was coming, but I just kind of felt like if I just didn't touch it and I didn't, sure, it would it just, would just it would just be okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just going to fall out. Well, it does just fall out. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. And Jesse had to come and pick me up off of the shower floor and like get me out of the shower because I was just it was terrible sure, I- and. that's one thing that i will like any cancer patients like you decide when you're ready and just shave your head and you feel like i've heard that having that empowerment of Mm -hmm. just doing it versus letting it fall out slowly like you'll just feel so much better once it's gone and you got to choose that versus just watching it fall out but
1: i've known people who have had because just even in my family there's been a ton of various cancers but um, friends, and family, whatever, who knew it was coming
0: mm-hmm.
1: and had all they the most of the people I'm thinking of had fairly long hair. So they made a time and a day and they might've even had some girlfriends that did it with them, but they shaved their head fairly short mm-hmm. and then donated the hair. Sure. While they still ha- had enough, you know, so to speak. So um, the, that
2: was but, the worst. Cause like the Wednesday before I got my diagnosis, I just went and got my new mommy makeover cause I just had a baby. So I got my hair cut, colored it, you know, spent all this money to <laughs> mm-hmm. do my hair. And then I get a cancer diagnosis two days later. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, can I get a refund on my yeah. hair appointment? <laughs> yes, I'll give it back. <laughs> like, so, um, and we just, um, Jesse shaved mine out on the back deck at home. He, sure. And we didn't do short. We just shaved it to Bicked nothing. It gone. Yep. He left this like little jerry curl in the front. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> And then we let Landon was, um, our son was two. So we like let him shave a little piece off. Give us some clippings off of there. uh, I was like, my kids are going to be like, who is this bald woman? Mm -hmm. So I had started wearing like these do-rag things to.
1: There's no good way. What do you call them?
2: No, I, I know don't what know. you're
1: saying. A skullie, yeah. a, a yeah. bandana, but These they're not bandanas. Be- it was
2: like a little beanie, like a skull cap. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I whatever.
1: Know. There's no good word. I for just wore, them, yeah.
2: so I was like wearing those to kind of get them used to seeing me without hair. Sure. And then I was like, okay, well, if he gets to shave my head, then he'll realize, you know. So, um, but it was just crazy. Like, and I just went from like shoulder length to bald because.
1: Well, I mean, you didn't have a choice eventually, no. so
2: so I was like, well, "Do I'm, it on your yeah. terms." So, back to surgeries. My first surgery was um, in December of 2018. Okay, so like everything started in April. First surgery was in December, and my cancer was on my left side, my left breast, and we chose. Um, there was like a couple of different options for surgery. But because I was still doing infusions, I was still taking a, um, the oral chemotherapy. They had to stop those treatments to do surgery. And then okay. I had to stop them to heal from surgery. Mm-hmm. So the I kind of just wanted like a one and done whatever. Mm-hmm. And we went back and forth a lot. And ultimately, what was decided was... Because how much recovery time I would need to have a full surgery, Yeah. Um, they just decided that doing the left breast, so I had a complete mastectomy to my left side, they removed the nipple, and they placed an implant into the left side. Okay. And that was the first surgery. So then the recovery time was still, it was about six weeks. And
1: you're off- Meds, so to speak, that whole time, then yep.
2: So that was, you know, that was their concern. I had to stop, I think it was like a month before, and then like a month after. So they were like, We don't want to take any risk to do the right side, too. Mm -hmm. And like something happens, and then that's even longer, yep. That you are something happens in between. So they're like, Let's just do, you know, the emergent breast right now, yep. Um, so that was in December. So I went from like, two natural breasts to one natural. And then my other one was this nice, perky, firm implant. <laughs> and it was, like, just super awkward because, I mean.
1: I don't know, <laughs> but I can imagine that yeah. it would be.
2: Yeah. So then um, the plan was, at the next surgery would be remove the implant. Do the full mastectomy on the right side. And then I had a tummy tuck where they took fat from the stomach to reconstruct both breasts. Okay. So you know,
1: I've heard of such things. You know, I
2: always like joked about like, <clears throat> oh, just take all the fat from my stomach and put it in my I boobs. Hear that and all I never, the time. like, yes. I never knew it was a real <clears throat> thing. And I don't recommend the route that I took to get it done. But
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. don't strive yeah. for cancer. Yes. You,
2: there's plenty of other ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, elective insurance, insurance might not cover it because it's elective, but you know, mm-hmm. there's plenty of other ways that would be much better for you yes um so that was like a full year later i had that done in november of 2019 okay um that's
1: 2022 yeah it's further along than i'm thinking in my
2: i know uh, well and i'm like doing everything and i'm like well i had it done this year and then i'm like oh wait it was december
1: no that's uh, like three years yeah, ago it's or so whatever. crazy
2: yeah. so the um
1: so no adverse effects when you were off meds from the first
2: no i not Good. so i had a scan right before we stopped everything and then again so that that scan was in like early november my surgery was later in or early december mm-hmm. and then my next scan was not until the end of january okay and you're just the whole time i'm thinking okay i've been off these meds for so long
1: is it just running What's, rampant inside you so, and whatever? Yeah,
2: I'm like you know, and you there's no, um, there's not like a way to just know mm-hmm. other than what you feel. But it's not like you know you have a cut and you're like, oh, I can see this cut is infected it's or healing. Yeah, or whatever. you don't know. Like it's inside your body. In yeah. like the breast tumor, like I could feel. I mean, I can't feel it in my liver, or my lymph nodes, or anything like yes, that. So. Yeah. When we went back in January and I cried before every CT scan that I had for two and a half years, like I would go sit in the room, do my stuff, and they'd call me back and I would just cry. And they were like, Are you okay? Do you need a minute? I was like, No, this is just me, it's just how I am. (laughs) In the, I mean, I'd. I would talk to anybody about it and I would never cry. But it was like before those CT scans, because that's like when you really find yes. out this is yep. your ultimate test. Did did it work? Did it not? Mm-hmm. So those CT scans were brutal. And they were they were so nice. They were like, oh, here's a tissue. And I'm like, they're probably like, I need you, the box. They're like, you go get that girl. She's gonna cry the whole way, <laughs> like fighting over which nurse was gonna come and get me. Mm-hmm. Um but When I had the scan, and it was like everything looked really good, and they're like, you know, results were as good as we could have expected. And, um, the lymph nodes by this time, there, I don't think there was any cancer detected in the lymph nodes by that time, it was still just like one spot on the liver. Mm Because when I started, I had three different spots on the liver, and they would like every scan that was like they were shrinking or then there was only two. Mm-hmm. And then, so the liver and the lymph nodes responded really well. It was just that breast tumor that they were really unsure of. And that's why, you know, he had said they wanted to continue the treatments cause it was working everywhere else. And he's like, yep. we can take the breast. Like that's, sure. that's easy to do. Yep. So the second surgery in November was they took out the, the implant they took everything from the right breast, nipple included. <laughs> and the um the nipple part was by choice because I was like, I want them to match as much as possible. Sure. I don't want to have one nipple. Big, Biggie Smalls and one. or something. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was like, let's just do it all. Let's get them to match. Sure. And,
1: um, and there's no health. No benefit or negative like it's just strictly your choice. Yeah,
2: It was just cosmetic decisions. Sure. So I chose to do that and that was like I was in the hospital because I mean I had a left side implant removed, Mm -hmm. full right side mastectomy, tummy tuck, reconstruction. And then back in. Yeah. Like my surgery was like. Nine hours. Dang!
1: And this is and all at that.
2: All at CTCA, all okay. in Illinois. CTCA. And I remember that um for the surgery, like I had to lay in like a T, and I remember waking up because they just like put you out like this to stretch you oh, out. I suppose because you can't have your arms by your side because yeah.
1: they're mutzing around in there.
2: So and they said they they have a nurse who comes in every so often to like lift and rotate my arms oh, and sh- she'll get all stiff so, and whatever. But I remember waking up and, first of all, I'm the girl that when I have surgery, I you don't get to eat before, you know? Mm. And I wake up, like my eyes aren't even open. I'm hungry. <laughs> need I need food. Something, yes. And I woke up from this surgery and my arms hurt so bad. That's the only place I had pain. Not in my stomach, not in my chest, my arms. Just from being was splayed like, out yeah, like that I was for like, so long. I can't feel my arms. They hurt, and I'm starving. And she was like, I can get you some ice chips. And I was like, that's not food. No,
1: I need ribs or yeah, something. Give, like, me a burger. give me
2: some food. And she goes, Well, I was gonna call Jesse to come up, bring the kids up. Um, But they're eating and you can't eat until tomorrow. And I was like, do not. Until
1: tomorrow?
2: Yeah, I couldn't eat. I didn't eat the day, the night before my surgery, the day of my surgery. And then the following morning, I had to wait until I saw... My surgeon. I think I
1: to ate one of the kids at that point.
2: Well, and so Jesse was like, Well, we're eating. Do you want us to come up? I was like, do not bring food into this <laughs> you room. You smell
1: like burgers. <laughs> yeah. Get out and I of I was like,
2: do not bring food into this room. So <laughs> like the next morning, and they were like, Well, we'll start you on like a steel diet. And I was like, just give me some food, please.
1: Dry so, oatmeal. I don't care.
2: Well, the thing is, cause so like I was cathed, because I was pretty much like bedridden for that whole day yeah. because they're like, you can't get up. You and before you have surgery they warn you of all of these things sure but they don't actually like practice the the what you have to do so mm-hmm. finally they're like okay you can get up but you have to get out of bed without using your arms or your core Okay. So
1: your head and your legs yeah. is about all so you could use. so I was like use. scooching,
2: o- like scooch over to like the side of the bed, and like can't move my arms out. So was there like-
1: a thing to have, like where you had to hold your arms out sideways, or they you, they were down at this point? At you just this point,
2: they were down. You just couldn't push, pull.
1: Yeah. Nothing.
2: Well, and so like after the surgery with like the um, uh, the chest surgery, you yep. can't use um, like your sure. chest muscles anyways. Yes. So I like get to the edge of the bed and like keep my arms as close as I can and like trying to pull myself. And they're like, don't pull yourself too hard. I'm like.
1: Were they offering you any assistance?
2: <laughs> well, they do. They do assist you. But in order for me to be able to get up and move and have my calf removed.
1: Got to do it I on your own. I have to be able to do
2: it on my own. And I'm like. Thanks, guys. So, like, then they send you the survey, and they're like, "What can we do to improve?" And I was like, "Before patients have surgery, <laughs> teach them how to get out of bed without using their yes, arms or core muscles." Role because, play. <laughs> and that's like, you know, Jesse would kind of laugh because he'd have to like push me out of bed at home, and I was like, "You lay in bed, and when you wake up in the morning, you're not allowed to use your arms. You're not allowed to use your core. You have to get out of bed without using anything." And it's, and. It, I had like the tummy tuck part. So you can't even just like put your legs down and like fling yourself up because, because you're, you're, it's a sit up. Yeah, you can't do that. So I'm like, <clears throat> it's not as easy. As I'm you might trying
1: think. in my head to think how in the hell you would even. You have to scooch to the edge sideways?
2: Yeah. So I pretty much did like a little like tuck and roll where I'd get as close as I could to the edge with my arms like. Up, up in, yeah. And then I'd get my feet down and just literally like slowly Flocked fall to off s- to the bed and hope my feet didn't give <laughs> out. Oh,
1: Jesus.
2: <laughs> and I remember the nurse came in and she was like, is this how you're getting up? And I was like, yep.
1: <laughs> how, do I was do I, you I have a better suggestion? I
2: don't know how else to do it. Cause... A YouTube video you can show me or something? So, Jesus. the and the, after that surgery, everything else was pretty much just cosmetic. So I had a, a surgery exactly a year later. Um, some of the tissue had died in the breast okay. and it's not uncommon. So I had to have surgery. They remove all the dead tissue
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then they can't put it back in right away because it needs to, you know, get that do. life, those yep. cells to, you know, be alive and whatever else, all the medical stuff that I don't mm-hmm. understand. Mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> you I, just I just listen to what I'm told to do for the most part and do it.
1: As far as doctors are concerned. Yes. Anyway.
2: And so that surgery was in and out, Um, did the surgery, removed the dead tissue, and I went back in April of the following year. So that surgery was November, went back in April, right before Easter, and they did liposuction. I don't do like another tummy tuck part. They take liposuction from areas. And let me tell you, don't elect liposuction ever because- that was worse than my I've tummy heard
1: tuck. That was horror stories from like just painful oh after the Oh my fact.
2: gosh. I was like, I'm a, like really stubborn too. So <laughs> when they were like, you're going to have some pain. And I'm like, I had the tummy tuck and was not. We, we, I have kids. We went to a hockey game. We got like, I got discharged from my, <sighs> um, we got discharged from the hospital on a Friday morning after my three days of being in the hospital. And we went to a hockey game that night. Like, I don't... Good. Nice. <laughs> I don't um, typically... It doesn't keep me down for very long. Sure. And the light, I had Lipo done, and they're like, well, it's Easter. I'm like, I don't care. Not a big deal. And we were coming home, because it's about six hours, yes, and Jesse's driving, is. and I was like... I'm so uncomfortable. It
1: hurts. Did they give you any kind of good pain meds or does that not no, work with your do. other stuff? No,
2: they give me, like I had all kinds of pain meds, good ones. Pushing but the I, but I also, like with that, I was really stubborn because I was like, I have a pretty high threshold for pain. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to make sure I'm not just
1: Popping taking them to pop these
2: to take. Like I want to know that I'm in pain and that I need them. And they were like, well, if you're going to do that. It's not going to work because by the time you're in pain, it's kind of late. It still
1: has to get into your system and you're going to be miserable.
2: I don't like, just take the pills. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I really want to. Mm -hmm. So when I had the next surgery, and uh, my surgeon was like, You're going to spend overnight. And I was like, Why? I didn't have to stay overnight the last time. Yeah. And he was like, because then I can make sure you're scheduling <laughs> your pain meds. Like, you said you were in pain. Yep. And I was like, if I promise to behave and I promise to take my pills, can I, can go, I, home? I go home? And he was like, yes, but take your pills.
1: The threat of an so, overnight stay. Yeah. you like, to comply. That,
2: well, it's I mean, the thought of staying in the hospital and like having people wait on you is really appealing. I
1: always thought those but, hospital beds were one of the most comfortable, like when they have it the back set up like that. D- I've been on one like once in my life ever. And that was just when I was waiting in the emergency room. Uh, when I mean, I can you can like my pick my your head
2: up. You can pick your feet up. You can. Yeah, yeah they're so nice.
1: Phenomenal. Bringing yeah. them hot blankets mm-hmm. in and whatever. Yeah. But you were then, there a whole different reason. So but yeah.
2: Well then they're like they come in every hour to like poke and prod. And yep. I'm like, I can just go home. My kids don't even bother me every hour. Like Yes. <laughs> so um so after the surgery in April, that one they did the lipo to refill the areas that they had removed. Gotcha. And they took it from like my hips and sides. I had the most horrific bruises. I was in so much pain. I've seen pictures of stuff like that. Oh, God.
1: I've seen... uh, There was an old... Not old show, but it was a show when I was probably like high school-ish. It was on A&E or TLC or one of those when they actually had like learning stuff on Mm -hmm. the learn. You know, before it was all reality show crap. But the show was... Excuse me. The show was called Operation. Okay. And they literally just had like three cameras mounted in different angles. And like, oh, today we're doing a, a, a I don't want to say facial, what are they, a facelift. Oh, yep. And they had some random just out. And like they show the surgery.
2: You watch botched?
1: No, but they had a liposuction on there. And it was just, it looked like a little mini. Like a milker hose with a hard metal tube on the end. And he was just giving her under there. And I was like, oh, and then they showed after and it was, she was just, you don't feel
2: it when you're out, you know, it doesn't matter. But then afterwards it all comes back. It It just
1: looked very rough. Yeah. Like when he was, you know, they're just giving it in there.
2: That was April. Then in October of this past year, 2021, I Did one more because in theory, everything is fine. Mm -hmm. It looks fine. Like people, you don't just look at me and say, like, oh my gosh, or breasts are lumpy or whatever. They're not perfect. (laughs) Sure. But like for me, like there's areas that I'm like, ah, it's kind of flatter than I would like. Or, you know, and I just have this idea in my head that like. I went through all of this, I
1: was. I should get to be like... You've earned the right to be a little picky about that.
2: So like my surgeon is really great because I, and even before the last surgery and I was like, I feel like I'm just coming in here and I'm just being very peculiar and I'm asking for things that aren't feasible. And if Mm -hmm. that's the case, I want you to tell me, you know, I don't want to keep doing these surgeries and you're...
1: He sees your you, name and he's like, oh,
2: you're getting these, you know, like you're doing <clears throat> the results that you can do where I'm expecting completely different results. And he was like, I wouldn't keep doing surgeries
1: just to just do to them. do them. Sure. Like,
2: you know, if if I thought your expectations were completely out of here,
1: unrealistic or I, whatever,
2: I wouldn't be doing these surgeries. But he goes, I think, you know, we can keep getting closer to the results you mm-hmm. want. So that was after April. Come October, I was like, "There's still these areas; they're a little bit mm-hmm. smaller, or you know, indented." And I would, I want them fixed. Like, I just—you've
1: earned it. You've <laughs> earned the right to be picky <laughs> I know. about that. So Absolutely. Like,
2: All right, let's just you know do do another liposuction. God help me. You and stayed on the pain
1: med uh, regimen sure with did. that, didn't you? I ya? sure
2: did. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can take these two and I schedule <clears throat> them, what, four hours, six hours? Okay, good. Perfect. An yes. egg timer
1: out there just yep, so you get it I on did, the minute.
2: I did not miss. And I and I did it for probably like about a week. And then I was like, now I'm going to let my body tell me. Because I just mm. didn't feel like I needed. They give me like a month's supply. And it's like, and I, I feel like this is, you know. Habit
1: forming then. And then you got a problem.
2: So I am did my week. Everything was fine. And then, you know, there's days where I'm like, oh, I probably did a little too much.
1: I you know I'm going to
2: feel it. Mm. I'm just going to take one now sure. because I because I know like I knew that there were days where I run around. With the, there was one day I like went on the trampoline. It was really stupid. It was and I didn't go on there to like full on jump because my kids are little so like it's not like we're You're like be bouncing them off yeah. of there. Yes. But like we got on there and popcorn. they were like, "Oh, mom, do a backflip." And I was like, "I can't do a backflip anyways. I'm not even going to try." But then they started like going really nuts and I even just keeping my feet steady on the trampoline just the movement and i was like i got off of there and i'm like "Mm, i can feel that damn kids i didn't even jump and i can feel it Mm -hmm. so i didn't do the trampoline anymore after that but (laughs) not my like brightest moment but we like i just got the trampoline so i had to give it a try so well
1: yeah (laughs) i just i don't know whether she wants my video or not but for anyone actually listening to the podcast and watching it i'm wiping my eye the whole time it is watering like crazy. I'm not <laughs> crying. I'm an emotional guy. But it will not stop watering this whole time. So if I'm wiping my eye. If I'm crying, it'll be in both eyes. This is just one. So
2: It's not that sad of a story. <laughs> it's a happy story. So the last surgery, um, there was a lot of um, talk of options for the future.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And... It was kind of, not discovered, but it was kind of talked about that I had already done 13 rounds of Taxotere, which is like eight is pretty standard and I did 13. Okay. So I'd already done that. I'm already doing um, the chemo pill. The it's Zelota is like the off-brand name of it. Um, if the cancer were to come back, mm-hmm. there's... Not a lot of options for um, premenopausal women, so okay. it was discussed. Like, you know, there's there's different shots or pills or whatever that kind of puts you into like a medically induced menopause. It kind of um, oh sh- yeah, it just
1: shuts her down yeah, so to speak.
2: And then you know, you do those. I think people. I'm not a doctor, and honestly, I probably don't pay attention to this stuff enough, but. It's like, it kind of puts everything on hold for you for like five years or whatever. And then, you know, you come out of it, whatever. And I was just like, I don't want to do that. Like we, Mm. we knew we were done having kids. Um, like Jesse, Jesse was done after the first one and then I like snuck (laughs) in a second one. And, um, so like when we started my treatments and they were like, Mm. Do you want to freeze eggs? Do you want to do any of this? And we were like, no. If
1: we're done anyway. Yeah.
2: If we like, if it happened again, it happened. Sure. But like, we're not. You're not
1: actively trying. No. To... We're
2: not gonna try. Like we we're we were actively preventing it. But <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and that and well, and that was the other thing. So like, you know, when I have a hormone induced cancer like there's not birth controls you can take there's not things of that nature so Mm -hmm. it's like you know not to get too much into intimacy but the only way yeah but it's like (laughs) you know we're going back to old school ways and whatever so when we started talking about um like the options and i was like i don't want to do these shots or pills or whatever for five years and then Come out and then be like, oh, okay, now down the road, you're going to do all of this again anyways. So one of wow. my options was to do the oophorectomy. Is that and a they, real word? Well, it, I may be saying it wrong, but it's... In, I
1: hope that's what it is. I'm pretty
2: sure that's how you say it. sounds so, like
1: something came from the UP. <laughs> oophorectomy.
2: Um they i had my ovaries removed okay. so now like my body can't make babies yep. so that's like in you know it was kind of like do you want to do this because you mm-hmm. know you're not and it was like people would say oh why are you why are you ready to do that and i'm like well it's kind like honestly it's kind of our only chance of a birth control yep and we know that we're done like we're yep. super happy and content with our family that we have mm-hmm. Um and, and and the options being postmenopausal, the options for treatment are in my favor then. Sure. So now like I'm 34 and going through menopause. Well by and, choice.
1: In the nicest way possible, if someone if I were in your shoes and someone mentioned something like that, like, oh why you know, why would you do that? Or even if it was thought. It's none of your business.
2: Oh, you would know not even believe. like. You don't have you, to give me your opinion because you, I didn't ask for
1: it. This people, is my sh- stuff.
2: Yeah, people don't care, and <clears throat> the, like oh, there, yeah. there's people that like very nice intentions will say stuff, and it's like you don't even know. Yeah. like people questioned us so many times. You know, like why would you go to Illinois? You know, there's treatments closer and mm. um. We had a benefit thrown for us, and a lady, oh, not necessarily to my face, but I I was working at a bar. She was at the bar talking to somebody, and I heard her Jeez. literally say, why should people give them money when they chose to go somewhere? What, are you supposed to
1: just sit at home and pray on And it?
2: I was like, well, because- <clears throat> So the fundraiser, like the benefit stuff was um, to help like travel expenses sure. and ho- and she was like, well, she could choose to go somewhere closer. Like if they want to go that far, it's up to them. And I and I.
1: Did you say something to her? I did. I just said, okay, good, you know, I wouldn't I'm be just, able to hold my tongue.
2: I just said, I'm like, we chose what we felt was best. Mm-hmm. And.
1: It, that's all you had to say I, sorry there's no Suck it, I mean whatever.
2: and on and like honestly it's like we don't need anybody's money
1: sure but you're not putting this on for yourself
2: no exactly it's like mm-hmm. you know we if we had to do this by ourselves we, we could. Yeah. We would, like, be in debt for a really long time. <laughs> sure. But, like, I didn't just say... And then there's the thing, too. Like, you feel so bad, because then, like, people give you money, and it's like, oh, we went to this hockey game, and, like, people are, like...
1: They don't hold that yeah. over you And it's like I, s- I feel ever.
2: like... And it's, like, in a way, it's like, I don't want people's money, because then, yeah, it's like, anything you do...
1: Like, you got to show them the receipt for gas yes, just specifically ha- oh to God. go to this thing.
2: We went to... Um, so when I got my diagnosis, yeah. like we go to HODEG every year.
1: Um, condolences.
2: <laughs> so we buy our tickets in like January. <laughs> sure. So we bought our tickets in January. I got my diagnosis in oh, March. early spring. And um, we were like talking about going to HODEG and people are like, oh, you use that benefit money to go to HODEG. And I was like, we've gone to HODEG <sighs> every year since 2006. It's not like we all of a sudden...
0: Hey, just we're decided.
2: Rich. We have money. We're gonna go. We and I'm like, we bought our tickets before I even got my diagnosis. It so small town. There, yeah, there's just that part where it's like you don't you don't even know the extent of medical bills and yeah. how much
1: did you donate? Because I'll write you a check right exactly. now. Exactly. Like, I'd rather shut just you up. I'd
2: rather just give you your five dollars <throat> that you threw in the donation plate mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. than you ridicule everything that we did. Yeah. Because and there's
1: always going to yeah, be those. People. I mean,
2: it's like we and my whole thing. So my ki- my kids were very young, you know, two and ten mm-hmm. weeks old when we started everything. My goal from the very beginning was that we were going to be as normal as possible. Yeah, like when we would go to Illinois and we would go to the hospital, they got to come to the hospital. Like I had my own little um, room for my infusions. We they have like an open bay. But they have private rooms for your infusion. So I'd oh, be like, oh, the f- whole family's coming. We need like a 12-person room. <laughs> <laughs> so our whole, my whole family would come. My parents would come. Jesse and the kids would come. And we would always try to do something fun. But like even though we'd go to the hospital, yeah. my kids knew the hospital – it was like, oh, they're making Mommy better. But like even now my kids can't go because of COVID, but they're no, like, sure. We want to go and see the fish tank. Like, they don't Cuz it was a thing. Yeah, There was something else know, to do. They don't <clears> remember <throat> what we were there for. They just remember all the fun stuff they did. I mean, yep. we would try like my husband and my kids are brainwashed. They're Blackhawks fans for oh, hockey. I'm a Red Wings fan. So like one weekend while we were there, the Red Wings and the Blackhawks played, so we went to the game. Why would you and not? like we Probably with to, that
1: benefit money, I'm sure. I know.
2: And those tickets were really expensive too. So <laughs> oh, I'm really sorry, people. God. So we went to like we would go, we went to the zoo, we mm-hmm. um we did all kinds of stuff because it was like I don't want them to just remember hospitals. Six
1: hour car ride, hospital, six hour car ride. Yeah, That's right.
2: I mean, I didn't even want to do it that way. So I was like, let's do fun. So yeah, we would like, we found zoos.
1: Made Um, memories. Yeah,
2: we did all kinds of stuff. And then they haven't gone for two years now. And they're like, every time, (laughs) the last time we went, I couldn't even tell them we were going. Because the time before that, we were like, oh, mom's got to go to the hospital. And my son was like, I want to go. I miss there. So the last time we were just like, oh, we're going out of town. (laughs) Oh, sure. (laughs) I can't even tell you where. But. Mm-hmm. So my last surgery was the oophorectomy, and I had another round of liposuction done. And
1: better or worse than the first time?
2: Um, or same. well, well, I I managed it better. So, oh, sh- so, so probably. I mean, it probably would have been the <clears throat> same, but I managed it better, and um, everything is fine. I mean, I I'm not like. Running to get under the knife again. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm content with where things are. So I think cosmetically everything is fine. I still don't have nipples. Everybody <coughs> always is like... It's like the joke because it was like I could get them tattooed. Um oh, sure. They left... um So when I did the tummy tuck, they left a patch. Oops. I do they, it all the time. They left right. a patch... So they can, like, reconstruct them. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. I kind of, like. Okay. They can, like, build a nipple with
1: the. 3D print one for you
2: or something? Well, no, it's, like, using skin that they left there on the breast. So I have, like, I'm a pretty open person. So I do have, like, pictures of everything on Facebook because I just share everything. So, like. I mean, anybody can really see it. I'm pretty open with it. That was like the one thing I had asked Jesse one time. I was like, because I've been accused by people that I overshare. And I probably do. But at the same time, like, I don't care. It's, I mean, just unfriend me. It's really easy. Yes. Um, And I asked Jesse and I was like, is it weird? Or do you, because somebody was like, well, how does your husband feel that you share your boobs on Facebook? And I was like, I guess I never thought of it because I don't feel like I do it in a provocative way. It's more of like yeah. an awareness kind of yes. way. Yep. And I don't do it to... I mean, I get a lot of attention, but not in the sense of like, you know... Yeah. I. It's not... I know what you mean. It's not like sexual attention. It's... Yep. You know, and because that's not why I do it. I don't...
1: literally every woman...
2: Yeah, I'm like.
1: Alive right now could have the same thing yeah. happen.
2: And I was like, I don't do and I don't just like, pla- I literally, I like put it on, and I'm like, oh, they're in the comments. So you have to. It's not like Actively I just put it on. Be I, it's not like I just looking. throw them out on my main page where it's like you're scrolling <laughs> That's through and you're your like, profile oh my God. Picture now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my God, there's boobs. Like it's <laughs> in the, th- like in my post. Like sure. if you want to see it, it's in the comments, you know? And. And I asked Jesse and he's like, well, sometimes it's kind of weird to see at this time when I asked him, I only had the one. Oh, and he was sure. like, it's kind of weird to see your boob on Facebook. And I was like, well,
1: <laughs> whoops,
2: Facebook probably sees it more than you do. So, <laughs> <laughs> So but,
1: do you know, is there a, is it better, I guess, or because you had an implant in one side. And then they removed that and did them both using your own fat, as you Mm -hmm. say. Is there a reason they did it that way versus just doing two implants? Or they don't like Um, implants? Well, I think,
2: I don't know, because, like, implants are an option. And that was another thing that was discussed when I was, like, struggling with the size. And he, you know, he said we can always put, like, a small implant. Sure. Um, But... I feel like and again I'm not a doctor and I'm not giving medical advice but I feel like there's so much information and research now with implants and like people are really starting to kind of shy away from them mm. just you know personal choices or whatever sure. I don't think I mean there <clears throat> are dangers with anything you do um but for me it was more of I wanted the more natural sure. look and feel and when I had the I mean, granted, I had an implant and a real breast, so they're complete opposites. <laughs> but it was so weird. And then, like, even with the the reconstruction with the stomach fat, yep, it's softer than an implant, but it still doesn't like sure. it's not soft like breast tissue. Yeah, so it's kind of like
1: a different from a different yeah, part of your body.
2: But it feels. I mean, it's definitely more natural and comfortable than an implant. Okay. I mean. I,
1: yes. And I was just curious if it was like a medical, like, nope, we have to take that out nope. and we have to do this. It was just an option. And that's what you went.
2: With. Yeah. The implant basically was placed as a, um, the skin envelope to hold <laughs> that place because otherwise oh, like with nothing there, it in heals. The, and sure. then you have no tissue to, to, do anything and sure. then you have to go through like the spacers and expanders and they just they put the implant as a placeholder hold, yep to hold sure. the place they knew you know when we put it in there we knew it wasn't gonna stay
1: it wasn't a permanent thing okay
2: um so
1: um i'm just gonna read this one too because we still have two left <laughs> <clears throat> hope she doesn't mind a long video um, I
2: think she'll edit what she doesn't want. <laughs> I, I, I knew I wasn't gonna like just read, and I know that I went like way off topic with some of them. So this she can whole
1: just... it's is a tangent. Yeah, that's there's an aura about me where it's just tangents. Uh, but um, could healthcare workers have done anything better? And what do you wish someone would have told you along the way? Some of that you have kind of yeah touched on a little bit but is there something that sticks out in your mind that you wish they would have done that they wouldn't have done or that like if what? someone right now walked in the door and said i just had this diagnosis like what do like what do i
2: absolutely need to know like time is so valuable and the waiting is mm. horrible like yeah. don't make patients wait 16 days i mean there's no reason to wait that long you know um, I wish that I wish that I knew that there was more options because you know when you're I've never dealt with cancer before so I'm just going based on the first person that gave me a diagnosis this is what they do and yeah you don't Think about the other options that could be out there. You know, you don't think like there's another treatment plan. There's another option. You just go with what you're told. I'm I'm not skilled in cancer. Even now, I'm not. I mean, I know my situation and I know sure. that it's completely different than other people's. Um, I just wish that, I mean, not that you're going to go somewhere and they're going to tell you, you should really go somewhere else for oh, another of opinion. <clears throat> but I think it's really important And that with CTCA, they gave me, this is what we do. This is why we do it. Okay. There are other options. You know, they kind of gave me like their, their main goal,
1: yep.
2: what they would do in that situation. And then they did give me other options, but it was, you know, they were like, they would push you one way, but they never told me, like even with the oophorectomy, I didn't have to have it done. But it was like, if you know you're going to be done, if you,
0: mm.
2: you know, let's just do it now. If the cancer comes back, if it doesn't, great. But if it does come back, you just have more options sure. this way. But you don't have to do it. If you want to wait, They're you They're know, giving you know. the information
1: yes. and you're making an exactly. educated decision So like
2: that's always super important, you know don't just tell me what i have to do Mm -hmm. that i have to do it that way and only that way um i just i don't know i guess just knowing that there's more options out there and you can like you said earlier you can deliver bad news (laughs) in a polite way you know just because like i like i already know i have cancer I have that feeling of a ticking time bomb. I don't need it to explode right now in this waiting room. Oh, bomb.
1: yes. Yep.
2: Um, But also, like, you don't have to sugarcoat things. Like, I don't need <clears throat> some pretend fairy tale version of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But just, you know, be realistic with me in the sense that, like, I'm a human being. I have to go home to a family.
1: Yep. So to me, if you're going to deliver news like that to someone as a professional person, and I'm far from an actual doctor, um, I would if it was me, I would want to hear just tell me what it is that, you know, whatever the bad news is, but then immediately tell me what we need to do about it. Yeah. Don't just be like, you know, we'll we'll be in contact. Click like
2: what? Because well, then I'm going to
1: go down some internet rabbit hole of research and only find the worst so, case scenario crap.
2: Yeah. And that was kind of like, I'm not trying to deface, mm-hmm. but that was kind of where I was. It was like I would go in, get bad news of they found <laughs> cancer somewhere else. And like Random oh We're, we're going to do this other test earlier this week or later this week. And it was like, I'm not getting a... A plan, Like, what is your plan with all of this? When are we going to do something? Period. About what, like, (laughs) we've already discovered. And, you know, in the moment, it was really frustrating because, like I said, you're just doing all of these tests and getting results and then doing more tests. And it was like.
1: Were you getting a why?
2: Well. Like, if we need you to come back
1: to do this test. Well, it would be because they, like,
2: they found a spot on the liver. And so then they had to do this other test. And it's like. Why not just order all of the tests? Let's do it. I'm like there was one day I had a mammogram done, and then immediately after I had a chest MRI. And while I was having my mam my mammogram done, the lady doing it was like, I don't know why you're even doing this. You're having the chest MRI done sure. literally immediately after this. There's no reason to do the mammogram. And I'm like, oh, that's Yay. Because I've
1: heard that mammograms yeah. are super fun and comfortable.
2: Um, so of <laughs> all the things that I've had done, yeah. like, um, I've had so many CT scans, which like mm. I said, I cried, but I had the chest MRI. I fall asleep during MRIs. I actually get yelled at a lot. Do they, because,
1: do, you, do they have the tube or is it the open air ones?
2: Oh, they're in the tube.
1: With the monkey's so, banging on the outside with hammers.
2: So the, <sighs> the chest MRI though, I laid face down okay. and like you have okay. the, like the massage plate oh, thing that you put your face yes. through and i was like asleep and they were like because they give you the headphones so mm. they can talk to you and they're like um you need to wake up your heart rate is and i was like oh, oh god <laughs> shut up they're like you're laying really still and doing great but like you need to wake up and i'm like Jesus. i suppose your
1: stuff drops yeah. down when you
2: sleep. so <laughs> so i was like okay um but of all of the tests that I've had done, like all the biopsies, because I had the breast biopsy, then I had a lymph node biopsy, then I had a liver biopsy, um, PET scans, bone scans. I passed out during my mammogram. She had to stop. Really, it was horrid. Like, dang. She and at this time, I still had both of my real breasts, and mm-hmm. she like put them in. And like, first of all, I'm really short and I don't feel like she lowered the machine enough. Cause I was like on my tippy toes. Sure. And like, I oh my gosh. It was horror. And she like started to clamp down. And I just told her, I was like, I think I'm gonna pass out. And she stopped it and like sat me down. She got me like graham crackers and it was – and that's when she's like, I don't even know why we're doing this because you're – I'm like, well, like, can we stop? Like, And, do of we course, have to? they're just
1: doing – like, they, they can't yeah, not she, do what's exactly. on the sheet.
2: She, she got her orders. She's doing what yep. she has to. She's and, not
1: one – you can't yeah. question that stuff. It's no. from the doctor.
2: Yep. So I was like, yeah, the – thank God I don't have to do those. But the mammogram was horrible because – I've
1: heard bad stories just from –
2: it's not comfortable, Friends not even family. a little bit. Like mm. there has to be a, a different way to do those things.
1: <laughs> a better way, <laughs> with all the advances in yeah, science, there's got to
2: be something bes- like two metal sheets that just like clamp together.
1: Mm. <laughs> that's one thing I'm not envious of, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so one other thing, last thing, number seven. Someone walked in here right now, said they just got a phone call, they had the exact same kind of breast cancer you did. Advice. Just.
2: Oh, God. Well, stay off the internet, because, uh, like, you're not gonna like what you find. You're not gonna find any mm -hmm. good news on the internet. Um, Whether, like, if you love your first hospital of choice, if you love them, great, stay with them. But, like, don't feel like you're stuck somewhere for any reason. Oh, sure. There are other options out there, even if it's just the second opinion for that peace of mind. Um, and they
1: might tell you the same thing that the exactly. first one did. Exactly. And
2: then you feel good. Um, they might tell you something different and then you feel really shitty, but you feel <laughs> really you, not okay with your answer. Should I beep that? I'd be my first yeah, beep. <laughs> I know. Um. Whoops. It's okay. Um,
1: It's an emotional topic you can
2: curse. You might, you know, it's just a matter of do what makes you feel comfortable and, like, listen to yourself. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel like things are moving fastly, if you don't feel like you're getting answers that that you're looking for, like, just go somewhere else. Seek some other advice because you ultimately have to listen to yourself I mean you you, do what's
1: best for you
2: yeah and like the one like the other thing is we touched a little bit is regardless of who you are where you are what other people have been through everybody Mm -hmm. is going to have an opinion they're going to have advice
1: they're going to give you their opinion whether you ask or not you
2: know and that's like one thing that so like I'm a very big advocate for like I said going to CTCA I when people like, if I see on Facebook that so-and-so has cancer, like, my first instinct is I want to be like, get them somewhere Private else. message and <laughs> go to here. But I don't because when I was going through that, mm-hmm. that was the last thing I wanted. I didn't want people telling me.
1: You need to second guess your doctoring. Exactly. And I did. Whatever. Like,
2: I would hate. And like, when people did, when people are like, oh, do you really want to go somewhere else? You know, why would you do that? Yeah. You totally, like, think oh, wait, am I making the right choices? Is this the r- so, like Added
1: stress to a stressful situation. Exactly.
2: So, like, you know, you <clears> have, <throat> like, take, people mean well for the most part. Okay. okay. but <laughs>
1: They'll add that on the end. Yeah.
2: But they'll, they're going to give you all kinds of advice. And a lot of it is, you know, like I had relatives that are friends or whatever that well when my aunt had cancer thirty years mm-hmm. ago and it's like She had a spoonful be, of molasses
1: every morning and it uh, went away. You would
2: what? be so surprised the advancements that have been made in thirty years. Like oh, I know yeah. like one like one day I posted. The camera. What? I'm oh
1: everything's attached oh. to the desk.
2: Um <clears throat> one day I like posted on Facebook that I was craving like Jolly Ranchers or caramel apple suckers or something and Oh my god. Somebody was like you can't have that. That's sugar. And cancer feeds on sugar. And it's just going to make your cancer so much worse. And I was like, well, every desk what? at the hospital has Jolly Ranchers. Oh so I feel like it's probably okay that I, oh, no, they told, like, you have to completely cut sugar from your diet if you have cancer. And I was like, mm, I know that there's a lot of people that do. <laughs> I know that there's a lot of studies that can I mean, sugar in general is not good for you. Like, let's just True. be realistic. Yeah. But like, so then, of course, I ask my oncologist and I'm like, I know that I'm not super healthy. I know that I probably drink too many sodas and, yeah. you know, I indulge in a lot of chocolate and whatever.
1: I'm human and, being.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> and literally what I was told from my oncologist, who I will go by Over the Facebook doctors, really? I know, like they probably have so many degrees that you just don't know about degrees of craziness. Yeah, right. Um, like everything in moderation is okay. Like, and she told me she's like, you want to be happy. Like, you need to do whatever Mm -hmm. it is to make your body feel happy. Like, you know, if that's if that's a Mountain Dew, moderation. Yeah, she's like, I don't. Um, cause well, Dr. De Nuno's nurse practitioner was, Name is funny. <laughs> was a female named Heidi. And so I saw her a lot too, but sure. she, yep. and she was like, you do not have to completely cut everything out. You know, you have to make your body feel like happy or it's just going to send you into a tailspin anyways. You know, yes, you have to make yourself happy. And so if... Having a pop or coffee and creamer and whatever, I love that like you said, pop. <laughs> I know when I said soda earlier, I was like, well, "Where'd that come from?" It's so weird. A pop. Well, you know, I was like raised in the UP, so it's pop. And then I came... where in the UP. Did we again. have this talk? Yes, yes we, did. we did. Okay, I was gonna say that sounds yeah. very familiar. So, but, well, as you were saying,
1: in moderation, because people are like, "Oh, eat yeah. your fruits and whatever." If all you ate was oranges, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. After a month, you'd have diabetes. Yeah,
2: They're all sugar. Well, exactly. It's loaded with sugar. Well, and that's and everybody's like, oh, you need to eat more fruits and vegetables. And I was like, well, I mean, it, I don't know if you know this, fruit. but fruits yeah, is fruit yeah, <laughs> fruits have you know yeah. natural sugars in them. So that's
1: all. Like if you knew so, the uh, the equivalent to white sugar, yeah. in, in an apple, in an orange, but, in the juice that you drink,
2: but because it's fruit, they just yeah. assume that it's healthy.
1: And there's so, other good stuff in yeah. it, but if, yeah, but that's not all you're eating. But I'm is not apples. cutting out
2: sugars by eating just fruit. So <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You could eat yeah
1: whole wheat bread and you'd still be getting yeah. sugars. Whatever. So ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it's like people, <clears throat> and like I said, people will say things where most of the time I think that they have good intentions. Sure. But it's like,
1: how many times did you just not know how to respond? Like I I I don't even know what to say to that. It's very, the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard.
2: Well, the thing about me is I you just don't generally shut my mouth, so I try to respond nicely because <laughs> even if you say something that really bothers me, I yeah. don't generally try to say something to like be mean to you. But interesting, I will also like I'll try that sometime. <laughs> Sometimes it just feels better to just really lay into somebody.
1: If, they, if they're saying something like you said to genuinely try to be nice, mm-hmm. but it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, I will be nice and polite. If you're saying something... To in insult a, me. In a dickish way, and it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, yeah, then it's instant, like, oh, yeah. I'm sassy back. Yeah. I can't... There's no control there.
2: Well, and, like, with my... There's, like, a lot of guilt with cancer because... That was – well, that's one of my other answers for the last part is find somebody besides, like, your family. Because, like, you can talk to your family and your close friends about a lot of things. But one thing that was super helpful for me is, first of all, I have a really sarcastic attitude about my whole cancer journey. People will tell me that I don't take it seriously enough. And I'm like, you don't – you don't get to say that to me because – I mean, I feel like I take it pretty seriously. I mean, I have done yeah. chemotherapy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've had five surgeries. I lived in a hotel for six weeks with my two small kids while I did radiation. You're supposed
1: to mope around the like, house in a robe? and I take
2: it – well, I didn't, I didn't usually time? wear a robe. That was, like, the other thing is, like, my kids – it's <laughs> so funny. My kids have seen, like, me – and I'll say naked, but it's, like, when I say it from – the waist up. Like, oh, I'm sure. Gener- because after all my surgeries and after radiation, like, I never wore
1: tops You really want to put a bra on, yeah, don't you? Yeah, I don't yeah. wear, like,
2: anything. So, like, my kids have seen me topless more and, like, not all that long ago, probably a couple months ago, my husband came out of the room with his shirt off and my kids were like, Dad, put a shirt on! <laughs> and I was like, how funny is it that nice. it's, like, more Opposite. normal mm-hmm. for them to see me <clears throat> than you. But, yeah. you know, find find somebody that is also going through what you're going through like it's there's going to be complications with that too but like i've connected with so many different women Mm. that have cancer and like a couple of them i've met in real life a couple of them i've never met other than facebook sure and we have like conversations all the time and it's kind of nice to be like just have that vent and, like, I don't know that, all, like, many people that I know will listen to this. But, like, sometimes you have friends and family who are just a little bit overbearing. And it's, like, yeah, you're thankful. But at the same time, like, you just really need to vent to somebody. You
1: need to vent, and but so, you don't need their opinion back. Yeah.
2: So <clears> then <throat> you just, well, you can't because it's, like, you need to vent about them sometimes. Oh, Cause, gotcha. Because, you know, like. When I first got my diagnosis for the first four months, my parents like pretty much lived with us, which was great to have the help. Yes. But at the same time, it's like I'm an adult that's like married and we have kids and like
1: you still need that. We just
2: want to like Jesse came home from work and like we just want to sit on the couch and watch our shows. And it's like I feel like we're in high school again. And like my parents are sitting right here like we didn't have, you know, and it was like we have our routine, but then grandma and grandpa are here and like. Oh, They're doing sure. different bedtime routines and stuff. So, yep. Like They're I can folding
1: the towels wrong and uh, everything else. Oh, I hope
2: my aunt Christy listens to this. My aunt <laughs> Christy came for a week in oh, th- the summer after yep. my di- diagnosis. She came for a week from Texas to come and help, nice. and she was like, "Let me help fold laundry." And I was like, "I can't let you fold the towels." I'm gonna have, do it. And wrong. I was like showing her how that I fold them, and she was like, "Does it really matter?" And I was like. Well, yeah. Like I'm I, just going
1: to redo them if you don't and that's do it I, right.
2: Yeah, that's what I say. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just going to put more work on me because then I'm just going to refold them all. Like, I won't put them away. And she, so, like, she always, like, will share stuff on Facebook to me or, like, she'll oh, joke about it. the like, proper way to yeah, fold like, or whatever. Yeah, she's like, oh, remind you of anybody? <clears throat> and I was like, I'm super grateful mm-hmm. for people wanting to help. But also, like, we had people that would, like, come and help for, like, a week at a time. And, like, dishes were all put away wrong because – And it's like, just leave them in the dishwasher. I'll put them away. Well, you don't want to leave them in the dishwasher. I would rather clean dishes be left in the dishwasher to dry until I put them away. Because then I know where my
1: spatula is. Yeah,
2: then people just Mm -hmm. put them away and then like, now I have to go searching. So like, you're truly, truly grateful for everybody willing to help, (laughs) but at the same time, it like...
1: (sighs) You just want some sense of normalcy also, I would imagine.
2: I want to feel like a human and not like
1: oh poor you yeah like
2: oh we have to take care of her like the one thing with my um with my treatments is I would get I never got sick like I have a lot of guilt about I'm proud of myself for how I responded to treatment but Mm -hmm. I have a lot of guilt because like I'll talk to people who are like I was sick the whole time I did nothing but throw up I couldn't eat and I'm like I didn't have that, and it's a so
1: crappy thing because that doesn't. It has everything to do with you, but nothing. It's not like you chose to not be sick. That's how you respond. And
2: like, so like when I'm going to get my treatments at um, the cancer treatment center, I have like a I have a whole team. I have a naturopath that I see. Like I have a dietitian. I have all of the dietitian doesn't work clearly but the naturopath damn sugars <laughs> um the naturopath like they're so good between like the naturopath and then like the doctors and the nurses who've done this yep. for so long they address issues before they happen they're like okay generally mm-hmm. you're going to get really sick we want you to take this steroid sure. 3 days before your treatment so i credit a lot of the way that i felt to them, maybe I would have been really sick if I wouldn't have taken those. Maybe I wouldn't have been really sick if I didn't take them. I don't mm-hmm. know, but all I know is they gave me pills and told me to take them before treatments, to take them so many days after treatments. Yep. And I did, and I for the felt most
1: part, you were very good.
2: Great. So like, that's well, good. You know, and so sometimes when people are like, "Oh, I was so sick," and I'm like, "Well, do they give you anything? Will they give me a nausea med?" Okay, but like. To take care of nausea or to like prevent it because i'm like what i got was like to help me before i even got to get sick so i don't know maybe not having all that well, maybe yeah. that
1: speaks to also but, the facility that you yeah, were at like exactly. if that's all you deal with
2: yeah so i remember right after i shaved my head i ran into a co-worker that i had worked with at well, I stopped working with her while I was pregnant with Landon, and he was two, so oh, over sure. two years ago. And she was like, Ashley? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, I didn't recognize you. Why would you shave your head? And I was like, well, I didn't have a choice. And she was like, what? And it was, she's like, you you don't look sick. And I'm like, no, I sure. don't. And so I think that was like a weird thing where like you I just
1: white and gaunt no, and dragging I, yourself yeah, around I and whatever. I didn't
2: look sick, so people were like, "Oh, there's just the girl that shaved She's her head, Shaking
1: it." I know it. Like
2: yeah. So well, and I also heard stories that um, I was actually really sick and like really close to dying, but I was just pretending i was doing really well and i'm like because that's, Cause that's a, so easy I was to like, do that's a terrible thing for people to say is
1: that better or worse yeah. than saying you have cancer but don't yeah like that's right <laughs>
2: that's right I was up like, there no i mean i promise it's it's real and come I'm like, on to I, my next
1: appointment yeah like jesus people
2: but yeah i just people if you are very unfortunate and find yourself in a cancer diagnosis, just do take people's opinions with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Talk with your spouse or your parents or your children or whatever is your primary network and decide what is best for you. Maybe going to CTCA is not feasible for other people. We would. Every three weeks, we went for anywhere from three to five days. Every mm-hmm. three weeks for two and a half years. Some people might not be able to do that. And yep. I mean, for us, it was, there wasn't another option. We sure. we were going to make that work and we did. Yep. And I don't regret that. And some people, you know, I have like one friend and she was really questioning the care she was getting. Yep. And I was like, I know that you keep saying it's too far, but like mm-hmm. try it or at least try somewhere else. And she was like, oh, there's no way I could travel that far. My husband would never travel that far with me. And I was like, isn't your health and your long term goals yeah. of, li- of life, like isn't that worth it? I'd like, go for to me, Taiwan was,
1: once a month yeah, if it meant like, that I would...
2: I was like for... Live longer,
1: you know what I mean? You know, to get the best so, care?
2: And now she's, you know, now she, um, she's had some different oncologists and different care facilities and mm-hmm. stuff, and she's much happier. But okay. it's like, I'm not... I mean, I say go here because I love it, but go somewhere. Well, if anything, it's worth a phone you, call. Yeah, exactly. I mean, go somewhere regardless of where it is. You know, if you feel like you're not, you know, another friend, she was like, she has these spots... Mm -hmm. That came up on some different scans. And her doctor's like, oh, we'll just, we'll keep monitoring it. And I'm like, Mm. go somewhere else, (laughs) anywhere else. Like, I don't care. Don't let them just keep monitoring it, you know? Well, and
1: I know a lot of people who, like, they have their doctor. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I, well, I don't know, what if, like, you know, because they call to transfer the medical records, like, it's like they're cheating on a spouse to get a second and opinion. Like and that's no, just that's just like you're paying them
2: exactly. do If you're not happy, well, and that's you know that's what I mean. Like don't ever feel because we I did. I was like, oh god, what are we gonna say? They're and, gonna be all mad at me. And yeah, whatever. and so when we had our appointment, we had an appointment on a Friday night with the on, the oncologist, and Jesse was just like, all I'm gonna say is. They better not tell us <laughs> we don't have more time to wait because we just waited. Oh, yeah. For how long? Mm-hmm. Like, at, at this point, what is another week? Yeah.
1: After two months yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah.
2: So it was like. Yeah. You know, and, and they didn't tell us not to go. So.
1: And I think everyone thinks that, oh, God, they're going to whatever. But. How many times well, in a the, 30 and, year career also, do people go elsewhere? That should just that
2: should be a red flag to you. If you have a provider that is totally against you even looking for a second oh, opinion, yeah. That that <laughs> yes. should be a big green light to you to go somewhere to do else. Do exactly
1: that. Because yes. if
2: you have a provider mm-hmm. that is totally against even the mere thought of you seeking another opinion, uh, personally I would not be okay with that no and I mean, if
1: me if if I was a doctor and I'm telling somebody something and they're like you know what we're going to go get a second opinion and it's somebody that I've been seeing for a while mm-hmm. if their second opinion is the same or similar to mine right. I'm going to assume that because they're comfortable with me they're going to they're come back exactly. anyway because yep. they're peace of mind
2: exactly. they said
1: the same thing let's move forward
2: Exactly. and if yep. it's the
1: complete opposite and I never hear from them again I have another patient in an hour like I best of luck to you you know sorry it didn't work out right to say they don't care is the the coldest way of saying it but they don't they don't care if you get a second opinion if you go somewhere else they're gonna fill that appointment book you know what I mean it
2: there's and there's the nicest way possible no exactly that's just it I mean it's a business yeah you're you're just a chart number I mean, at a lot of places, it truly. Hurts.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if you didn't feel like that and just the way you're talking, I don't feel that you did. At, and I'm going to screw up the acronym. CTCA. Okay. Um, then oh, I know. They perfect.
2: Know, no. Perfect. No, that was like my favorite. Um, so my third appointment <clears throat> going there would have been um, right after I shaved my head. So, like, I had long blonde hair when we started going there, (laughs) shaved my head. Um, One of the uh, receptionists, because they have, like I said, it's six floors and they have, like, on each floor, multiple desks. So you have different desks for different appointments. So um, she was one of the receptionists on the second floor. And she was, like, she was so nice. Her name was Nicole. She was one of my favorites. And we hit on two the elevator, just Jesse and I get onto the elevator heading up and she gets on with us. And we're like, you know, like I recognize everybody because I only see 12 oh, people sure. versus <laughs> them who see like thousands. <clears throat> yes. They probably see like hundreds of people yep. a day. That's why
1: you remember and all so, your high school teachers, but they might not remember yeah, you. Exactly. Cause they see. Well, I went on to seven. Noggin.
2: So there was like 40 kids in our class. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but, we get onto the elevator and I'm like, don't want to be like, hi, like geeking out. But sure. so I'm just kind of like casually like smile. And hey, she what's up? she says, oh, aren't you missing something? And I like instinctively like touch my head. And I was like, yeah, I shaved my head. And she was like, no, where's Landon?
1: Uh, and I was like. Sure.
2: Holy crap. Yep. Like not only do you recognize... Us, like I'm the patient, Jesse comes to all the appointments, but now you like recognize and remember my children's name. We haven't been here in three weeks. You've only seen us two other times. And it was
1: took uh, literally as small as it is. That was time out of her day to even
2: say something.
1: She could have said hi and she she
2: came um, when I so when I had the tummy tuck surgery in that November, mm-hmm. um, I was in the hospital. I had my surgery on a Tuesday morning, and they didn't release me from the hospital till Friday. Damn! So I was in the hospital that whole time. Um, and Jesse and the kids were at the hotel, and they would just come visit. Oh, pop in and out. And um, there was one night I was doing my physical therapy walks. Because I had to like walk with a walker mm-hmm. and like have an mm-hmm. assistant. And I was like, you're getting paid to do nothing. And she was like, I know. Because yep. I, like I didn't need, sure. I didn't need it. But they had to do it because. Yeah, you, you got to do it. So um we were walking and Nicole was like, oh, how are you doing? And um she's like, I miss those kids. And I was like, oh, they'll be in the room after mm-hmm. dinner. And she's like, okay, well, I get off at five. And. She got off work and came and like sat in the room with us and like just and it's like that's the kind of stuff that's just like above and beyond to me. Like it's just amazing that they care. And um, Danielle, (coughs) Danielle Brown is the nurse that actually is doing this with and for me. Mm -hmm. And she was like the first, aside from Matt, when I first called, she was like the first person that I talked to for like. hours, (laughs) Hours, <laughs> and I mean, we discussed every possible thing under the sun. She knew like my whole family name, like sure our whole story. And when we got to my first appointment that day at CTCA, and she came in and she had a gift bag for like a <laughs> gift for Layton, who's sure my the that's my, little the littlest, littlest one. Sure. Yep, she had like a gift for her and came to the cafeteria when we were having lunch to meet. Like my kids and my parents, and I mean, we. She left me and she moved to Florida, which, I mean, I'm super happy for her and she's doing such amazing things, obviously. But you know, it was hard to lose a comfort that I had there. Yep. And then I was like super stalkerish and like found her on Facebook (laughs) and. Then we just kind of have stayed in touch and, sure. you know, she's really like supportive of my journey. And even though she's not a part of my team that I have yes. now, she's yep. still like, you know, I can kind of go to her for some advice. And it's just it we've built a friendship sure. outside of just like a care team. And so I was super excited when she asked to do this because... Yeah.
0: You're her like guinea she's, pig.
2: Yeah, like she's followed oh my journey my and she's followed everything like literally from the start. So sure. to get to do this like with and for her is really amazing. Well, I hope
1: so. that what we get today is something <laughs> anywhere near <laughs> what she was looking for. Because right now, I don't have time limits, but right now we are at.
2: It's like two hours. An
1: hour and close. 51 yeah. minutes. Yeah.
2: So she'll probably have to do a lot of her own creative editing,
1: <laughs> and that's just fine, because most everything got answered that yeah. we needed to get answered in there. But um, and I will get the like a phone number and a web address yeah. and whatever Perfect. from the or any specific names or anything that you want. You know, some people they have a friend sure. who you know this salon or whatever. I'll put the link in there sure. for that. But yeah. if there's other than the the cancer center or this lady's stuff or whatever she's doing um just let me know and i can add the perfect actual links in the show notes and i usually say i do an actual intro yep um and i can say stuff in there too it doesn't really pay to give web addresses much because a lot of people are driving and they don't remember so if it's in the show notes and stuff but um yeah what else you got for me
2: oh god i don't know i'm pretty tapped out no i'm just i'm not a real exciting person like i'm
1: a we could just sit here for like 10 minutes and not say anything you can curse now because we're done
2: (laughs) (laughs) no um i know a lot about cancer probably more than i would like to know i would Um, imagine that
1: it's got to be a dark deep rabbit hole like you said if like for treatment stuff because you don't know what's out there, you not knowing know. much about it. So, if you start doing research, where well, do you stop? Oh like there's you
2: do, And that's why I just said, oh like, just stay off the internet altogether. Like, talk to your care providers because you're going to find.
1: This one doctor in Bangladesh well, who had one successful experimental something. And, and
2: like, let's just be honest. Uh, A lot of the things that you're going to find online are not from medical professionals anyways. Yes. Like, they're from. <laughs> Like, people yeah, that had an experience and, like, and, again, I'll say it again, just because it worked for you or, mm-hmm. it like, it yep. will not work for everybody. Cancer, like, my husband, his thing is, like, always, like, it's not cancer for dummies. Like, everybody is so different. Yep. There's not a one-size-fits-all. That's, everybody's always, like, oh, I bet you wish that. There was, like, a cure for cancer. Like, Sure, I do, but I also because the extent of what I know about cancer, I don't believe that there's ever going to be a cure for cancer. No, there's, there's... too much <clears throat> that goes. Like everybody's cancer is different. Everybody yeah. responds to cancer differently. Every, I mean, there's no way that there's going to be like a one size cure all. Oh, it's when... just a
1: little take a shot of this and exactly you're good forever.
2: Yeah, and so there was one. Um, again, like I was really stubborn and. Ah, uh, I had after infusions they give you like um, the Lunesta shot. I don't know if you've ever Does it make you sleep. No, it's Lunesta. <laughs> uh, I think that's... I've seen a commercial or, n- for it. I think that's what it's called. Now okay. I'm at Nulesta. I don't know, but it's a it's <laughs> called an on body injector, and it's like this little thing that they attach to your arm after okay. you have an infusion, and then it's um. Does it look like a little
1: plastic ant trap. Yep. I've seen maybe. Yeah. on Do they put it on your leg you can, or? Your I think arm? you can
2: pick like between. I think it's you can pick your stomach, your arm, maybe your leg. Like I don't thing. know.
1: I've just seen some friends on Facebook who would, like with summer, like tank top and shorts, and there was a
2: yeah. So you a, get it
1: sticks above the
2: yeah. It's it's, a, it's like a little roach a motel kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So they put it on and um, like twenty four hours. I think it's like twenty four to thirty six hours after your infusion, mm-hmm. it automatically. Gives you this shot and it's a shot that helps to reboost all your cells that chemotherapy gotcha. kills off. Mm-hmm. And my nurses were like, the infusion center were like, oh, you should take um, like a claritin or some kind oh, of allergy okay. pill that has the lordidane in it. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. I don't know how to say medical things. Okay. I just um, basically like the antihistamine to help with sure the... Um, the swelling and the inflammation and they're like you're gonna have a lot of pain from the injection Mm -hmm. not from the infusion necessarily but that injection and 30 year old me who's way wiser than these nurses who have been doing this literally told the nurse well I naturally birthed two children so I'm sure the pain won't be too bad and (laughs) As I was laying in the fetal position on my kitchen floor,
1: cursing this nurse's name for
2: calling Jesse, like, stop somewhere and pick me up some Claritin. Yes, I don't have it. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, you know, you should probably just listen to these people,
1: they might know a thing or two because there's
2: probably, yeah, there's probably a reason. So when I go back three weeks later and I said, Oh, I started taking my claritin. Cause they recommend you take it like a couple days beforehand to oh, like get it get into it your in. body. Yep. Take it a couple days after. Um, I said, Oh, I started taking my claritin. And she was like
1: sheepishly.
2: She like <laughs> kind of gave me one of those like taste of my own medicines, like, mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't think you were gonna need it. And I was like, Oh, it yeah, it it's was a bad. little
1: uncomfortable.
2: It was so painful. So like from what I gather is mm-hmm. the shot, it actually like basically like makes your bones inflame too. And like your bones aren't supposed to do that. Correct. So it's super painful. Everywhere, I, mean, I would imagine. You c- literally, like you can't walk, you can't sit down, you can't stand up, you can't lay down because you're making contact with something sure. so bad. <clears throat> Next treatment, I took that Claritin and I was like top notch. Back dick. at it. And I was like, you know, mm-hmm. I think I'm just gonna listen from now on. I'm just going to Well,
1: that's lesson learned. That's good that you actually did that though, instead of just being miserable and or, or, or doctors don't know whatever. Well you know what I mean. And
2: you and then I feel bad because then I so I'm talking to one of these other girls that were going and she was like, I was telling her about the shot, and she goes, Don't you just get so soar from that like isn't that the most horrific and mm-hmm. i'm like oh they told me to not take- anymore <laughs> i said they told me to take this claritin and it works amazingly and she was like nobody ever told me that i'm gonna ask if i can do that <laughs> and that's what i'm saying like it's so sure like i'm it's so hard because it's like why are other places not knowing these things and able to to pass this information on. Sure.
1: To just for comfort yeah. level.
2: I mean, it's Claritin. It's not like you're taking.
1: Yes. They're not prescribing yeah. meth or yeah. something. Like it's, cl- it's Claritin. It's an like, allergy pill.
2: Yeah. So I was like, yeah, definitely talk to your doctor. And so she did. And she was like, you're so right. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Probably another benefit of, like you said, just the people and the women you've met who have gone through this yes. or are going yeah. through this, just the little nuggets like, oh, if you have this, mm-hmm. try this because yeah. my doctor told me to just give it a whirl. And like, it didn't work for my aunt, but it worked for my sister exactly. and it might work for like, exactly. That, Cause everyone can like, I'm listening to your story. I can't relate at all <laughs> in every no. sense of the way, because I don't have cancer. I right. don't have breasts, even though we can get breast I cancer. <laughs> Technically, I guess. No, <laughs> Um, but i don't like you have to go through that to know the ins and outs and all of that stuff so if you have a group of people that are going through it at the same time there's all them little nuances that can be shared and somebody's gonna go wait what
2: well and again it's like like we keep saying just because it worked well for me Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's gonna work for somebody else and that's you know that's one thing with like, survivor's guilt, and Mm. like I said, I have, like, the guilt of I wasn't really sick, and, like, friends of mine are so sick, and I'm, like, I can't relate to that in that sense Yeah, because I I didn't get sick. The worst, I mean, like, I lost my hair, um, my appetite, and, like, the way things tasted was really weird. Sure. Um, Aluminum cans are really weird, like, especially like you just it tastes just pure like metal. Really? Oh yeah, it's weird. Um huh. and then like after infusions, you'd be like so hungry, but textures, like there would be like things you just couldn't eat because the texture was sure. weird or so it was like
1: Little weird things. Yeah.
2: And so, like, a friend of mine was like, Oh, I really like when I, after my infusions, I would have mashed potatoes. And so she brought me, like, the mm. microwave old mashed potatoes. And I was like, These yeah. are amazing. It's like the perfect, just a smooth yeah. texture. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, Put them right in there. But be, you don't think of that because, sure, you, you know, I don't know. I've only done it twice. And well, that's what I,
1: I mean. Like, it's good to have yeah, that. You
2: have all these people that have just their giving little, these little tips and tricks, yep, just these little things. And like, um, Oh, I guess another thing I was really stubborn about was radiation. Uh, that was horrible. Um, I would it, imagine it was awful. And I Jesse obviously had to work. He couldn't take six weeks off of work. Mm-hmm. So the kids and I lived in a hotel for six weeks. Aye, aye, and they were aye. really little. Like, Landon, well, we actually had his third birthday at the hotel. And so
1: little, little. Yeah,
2: and Layton was like even younger. Like she, she had just turned one year. I was gonna say. Yeah, she had just turned one. And the first night that we were there, the front desk calls because they were running, and the people below us complained. And I was like, "This is going to be Uh, the longest six weeks of my life." Do you have a
1: ground floor room for us? (laughs)
2: You knew when we checked in that I had two small kids, and we were gonna be here for six weeks. You might not want to put us on the fourth floor. Mm-hmm. So then night number two, I was in the bathroom, came out of the bathroom, and I could hear a car alarm going off. And like, we're in Illinois, oh, God. and it's not like the super ghetto, but it's not like hmm, the greatest place it's ever either. urban. So, well, and they told us like at the hospital, like they're during the day, walk back and forth, because the hospital and the hotel are like two blocks away like a kitty corner kind of thing so it's like close enough to walk but they're like at dark at night do not like because they have a shuttle that does run back and forth but it only runs to like seven o'clock so they're like if it's after seven get one of the security to drive you do not walk Ah. so i hear this alarm going off and i'm just like whatever we're in illinois And then I see my kids on the bed, like fumbling around. And my kids have my car keys. So it's my car alarm going off. (laughs) And it won't shut off. So I have to like run. And I'm like, I'm not taking you. So I like leave my kids in the hotel room on the fourth floor. And I like fly down Ah. to the parking lot to get it shut off. And all I'm thinking is, we have Five weeks and three nights left. This <laughs> this will make it work. We're gonna You're be fine. Just beginning. But they tell you like for radiation, they gave me all these things like put this lotion on, do this, mm-hmm. do that, wash this way. I'll be fine, and I burned so bad. Mm. And they were like, "Oh, are you lo- using the lotion?" And I was like, "Well, no. Like I wasn't burning the first two weeks, so." And they're like, you should probably start using. Tell you this for a reason. Yeah, so like now when everybody's like, oh, I'm having radiation, and I'm like, just use the lotion. Do the cream that they tell you to use. Listen to them. Just listen, because Mm -hmm. in it, it happened so fast, because it was like, oh, I'm getting a little red, okay. And then all of a sudden I was like, poof! holy man, my skin's falling off. Mm -hmm. And it's a really uncomfortable thing, so, but... Yeah, my phone. <laughs> but now and now I'm like uh, my kids are still young but older and it's oh, like yeah. I'm glad that it just happened when they were so little so they don't they don't know the extent of what yeah. happened
1: and someday and, they'll ask you stories you know like when they're oh, early teens or when you can really kind of get into the ins and outs of yeah. it but um, when they will understand what could have happened or how severe it was or whatever. Yeah. Because they don't grasp that.
2: No. You know, you take a two-year-old
1: to a funeral, which is a bad idea anyway. Yeah. They don't understand what's going on.
2: Yeah. We just lost our dog before Christmas. And my kids, I did, like, apologize to my son's kindergarten teacher because I don't lie to my children. I maybe, like, went too much into detail. Sure. But so we talked about, like, he was sick, and he. we had to put him to sleep, and then what happens when he goes to sleep? And we talked about cremation, and... Nice. So my kids are like, well, we had two dogs, but now we have one, because Wesley went to heaven, and then he was in a fire, and now he's in a box.
1: Perfect. It's <laughs> and- <laughs> succinct. It's to the point. It's accurate.
2: And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, sorry. So yeah, like... There's there's um, details that we're gonna just hold off about cancer diagnosis for a, <laughs> a while. Fine idea. <laughs> yes, th- their definitions of um, certain things are a little bit off, but and
1: they will hear what they want and they'll twist it around. Oh, and for sure. retell it. Mean, yeah, in translation. Landon
2: will be Layton Le- just turned four, um, and okay. Landon will be six in March. And oh, getting fun. they're yeah, they're like at those ages where like they they're not naive to stuff, mm-hmm. but they can be naive to the extent of things. Oh, yeah. So like, you know, and like I said, they used to come to all my infusions with us and like they would see me hooked up to these machines mm-hmm. and they saw me surgeries and all my owies um landon was a really judgmental kid when i had my tummy tuck and he was almost four and he was like mom your belly is gross thanks bud thanks kid and after i had my no supper for you after i had my follow-up appointment and they like cleaned because they like redid my belly button and everything like hmm. i had a new belly button all of it and um it did look a little bit funky and so i came sure. home did and- you ask for an audi uh, no, I didn't. I didn't ask for anything. <laughs> just take take what I can get. Sure. Um, I came home and Landon was like, oh, I'm so glad they cleaned your belly button. I'm like, thanks, bud. Yep, like, that's what they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just. It's just funny because like their perspective of things is. Yes. It's like a total. And I think it's that's part of. Wandering
1: like, through life.
2: Like with my attitude with everything, it's, it's like I'm a realist. Like, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. pretend things aren't what they, you know. But I also, like, I'm very sarcastic about it. I have a really <clears throat> weird sense of humor. And I think that's off putting to people because it's like cancer is so don't. taboo. Like, oh, yes. You hear cancer and it's immediately like
1: somber and serious. Yeah, like, oh, and like, yeah. I
2: remember going to the eye doctor right after I got my diagnosis. <laughs> And I was like, oh, because um, I went in like earlier than I was supposed to, but part of my infusions was kind of causing like weird eyesight. Okay. And so the oncologist told me like I wouldn't change, like get your prescription completely changed, but go in and see like what they think.
1: There's a little adjustment here and there or yeah, whatever.
2: But don't like do anything drastic or permanent because – it can change oh. still. So, so, yep. And actually what ended up happening was I pretty much just stopped wearing my contacts and only wore glasses and things were better. But my eyes were getting so dry, yep. I could not wear contacts or I couldn't see anything. And um, I was at the eye doctor and he was like, oh, you're here a couple months early. And I said, <clears throat> well, yeah, I'm going through chemotherapy. And he said, oh, what do you sure. – and I said, oh, I have breast cancer that has metastasized to lymph nodes and liver and he was like oh that's really bad and i was like well i mean it's not good oh, but but like it's like <clears throat> cancer itself is really taboo but then like metastatic cancer mm-hmm. is like it's own... it's you're
1: just packed full of it yep and, and... people
2: just assume it's like come like taking over your entire body and well,
1: why are you getting glasses then yeah. you ain't gonna last well that, so... yeah <laughs> it was
2: he was that's just that's really bad and yeah, that's Could
1: could be better, yeah. I guess. Thanks.
2: So now doc. yeah, so now like when I go and he's like, I'm so glad you're still here and I'm like, Yep, still coming every year. Get what? my eyes done.
1: I <laughs> yep, think I get a free pair of glasses or something. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Got nope. any perks? I'm still here. Nope.
1: But mm, doctors.
2: Wow. So did you grow up in the UP or you just have No. No. You just have family that's Got
1: places over there. Um, Iron River. Okay. Is Kingsford, Crystal Falls, that area sure. kind of where my dad was from. Before, he's got to, I got to get him in here because he's been all over the freaking place. Because I always tell a story about when he was in grade school in like Oregon and then also in Iowa, but then graduated from Iron River. So I don't <laughs> know how he.
2: Ping pong? They were
1: all over the place, I guess. Um, then he was down in Florida after the service and whatever, but, um, no, and they move. my mom is originally from Wabino, like Crandon, Leona, uh. just a little bit south of Leona over there, past your ho-day grounds. <laughs> um, and he's trying to sell his place. He's up in Iron River, kind of fixing up grandma's place now, and then he might be moving over here. But uh we lived in Wabino for, I think I was in first grade. I don't know if it was before. No, maybe it was for first grade. My mom remarried and moved to Phillips. So that was 1987 or some damn thing.
2: I wasn't born yet. I'm old.
1: <laughs> I'm old. And then I lived there, graduated in 99, and then lived in Eau Claire for a couple of years, and I've been here since 01, oh okay. two, I think. Just moved back here for work because there's nine factories and they're always hiring. Yeah, And just never left. And now I was married was married, got kids. So until kids are graduated, I'm kind of here. Sure, <laughs> you know.
2: Sure. Well, it was like everybody's always because we live in Phillips, but we don't have any ties. Like we don't have family there. Yes. But everybody's like, oh, who are you? And oh, Yaklovich. Mm-hmm. And no, I haven't heard that. Well, we're not from here. Why? Why Phillips? Why did you move here? And, well, my husband works for the railroad and. Uh, when we moved here in um 2011 so it's, like when i say that and people are like oh you just moved here and i'm like well no we've been here a while we just yeah. until we had kids that are involved in things like you don't yeah nobody knows you because i mean I... I worked at the bank i worked at the like group homes and stuff but you don't people don't pay attention to you until
1: no, i still get that yeah here Oh, And I've been who? here. What's the last name? Langdon. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not from here. I'm from Phillips. Oh, do you know who I'm? Nope. No, I don't.
2: I know. People are like, oh, you know so-and-so? I'm like, I kind of know of the name maybe, but we're not from here. And then they'll be like, oh, talk about stores or gas stations or mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm like, uh, no, I don't know any of that.
1: Nope. Wasn't here when I was here. Didn't
2: graduate. Like, I didn't graduate <clears throat> from here. I mean, we moved there and... Well, I graduated in 06 from Montagnacan, and then we lived in Superior.
1: Oh, went the other from, way.
2: Yeah, we went from like super, we lived in Superior until we moved to Phillips in 2011, and it was like we have nobody in Phillips. Like we moved there knowing there's nobody. nothing in Phillips. <laughs> no, and like no offense to people in Phillips, but like when you move there at I was 23, 24, and it's like everybody that's my age. Has moved away. Yeah. Or
1: and the ones who haven't probably don't.
2: Yeah, some of I mean aren't
1: going to. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I mean, like so we do have friends there sure. now that are our age, a little bit older, whatever, and like friendships are fine, but you have some of those people that are like just mm-hmm. living off mom and dad or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it's like, okay.
1: Yep. Well, so. it's it's like that here. Cause I can go eighth street and get a burger for lunch or something. And every single person in there turns and looks at you because they don't know you. Right. And I'm like, I've been here for 20 years. Yeah. Come on. Whatever. Well, it's,
2: when everybody's always like, Oh, did you just move here? And I'm like, no, but my kids now, my kids are in everything. So now we're finally getting yeah. in that interaction versus just like going out to, not that there's Something even, like, a bar scene in Phillips. Like Hasn't
1: been for years. No. When we
2: lived in Superior, you get ready and go out at 11. And when you live in Phillips, like, the bars close before 11. Oh, I so, was going like- to say, there's <laughs> less
1: than two people at 10 o'clock. So then they call last call and it's yeah. closed.
2: So, like, yeah, when we lived in Superior, you're getting to the bar yep. at 11.
1: There used to be one uh, just south of town here, the Thirsty Moose. Uh, I think they just closed last year, maybe. But it was a big bar, a couple pool tables, and then they, like, every Friday and Saturday, they had music, mm-hmm. DJ. And everyone would go everywhere else and until, just, like, 9 or 10 o'clock. And then just end like up there. Like, you'd have supper, a couple drinks, yep. whatever, and then, like, eh, let's go see who's out at the Moose. And it was packed. And But that was... God, I worked there, actually. I DJed for a year and a half. Like, 05, 06.
2: Make the rounds, and then everybody just ends up there for And the it music. would be just
1: crazy. And I would say... Two thousand eight, nine, ten ish, kind of started going downhill, and now I mean, you can drive all around, and there be two cars at a bar.
2: Well, no, that's I mean, like in Phillips, at it's nine like If night. you're gonna go out past like supper time, like just call the bar and be like, "Are you gonna be open for me to come have a drink?" Because mm-hmm.
1: I remember being in high school, middle school, whatever, because the movie theater is right there. Mm-hmm. Old Evie taking tickets, um, and we would be standing there. You know, you'd walk down to IGA or one of the gas stations to get a soda. But that's where we would stand is either in front of the theater or by the little retaining wall in front of the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Because everybody driving through would see you and they'd pull over and like, hey, what's going on? Like, that's how you found out. Sure. There's no cell phones. Right. Because I'm old. Um, But we would have to walk down past like Meisters. And there was a couple other ones down that way, too. And just jukebox blaring and laughing and like standing room only any night of the week. And you go there now, and it's two cars, mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's nothing against like the bar owners and no. the bars. People just—I
2: don't think there's a lot of. Um, they don't go out. No, but I don't think a lot of the bars right there on Main Street in Phillips. I don't think many of them stay open too late, anyways, because I feel like they they're don't, pretty patrolled areas now. It is, but,
1: and I think that's a big. So I thing feel also. like they
2: have like good like lunch and dinner crowd. the dinner till maybe seven or eight yeah and and then then like um a couple of them might have like a pool league or something Mm -hmm. yep the tavern
1: league for darts or pool or i don't think that there's a lot of stay out next to the courthouse
2: yeah (laughs) not a lot of like stay out too late party all night
1: there's nowhere that does and there's like the country bars but it's hit, but or those, it's hit or miss. Those,
2: yeah. If you drive all the way out there and then they're closed and then you're kind of screwed anyways. So or you're looking
1: like, for a good, not a good time is the wrong way to say that. If you're looking like, <laughs> just, we're going to go out, let's go have drinks. We'll yeah. jukebox. You like, have to, like, you we'll have to go somebody. out
2: with people because yeah, you're going to go out to those places. You'll get there and, you're and there's like,
1: one old guy there.
2: There's nobody here. Yeah. And that's, then you don't
1: feel like a jerk walking and turning around and walk yeah. out.
2: Well, and that's why I said, like, it's so weird. Like when we lived in Superior, you go out at 11 and you know, like we always went, to, I mean, everywhere we you had spots. go, there was yep. place. There was always music and dancing and mm-hmm. whatever else. So it was like, it didn't matter where we were going. We oh, were going to yeah. meet up with somebody. There's someone here, you're going to know. it's like, we have to get a group of people that we know are going to go. To go That we're meeting initially, there. Because yes. otherwise, you're going to get there and there's nobody. I mean, we even yeah. went out.
1: Um, we used to drive to Marshfield.
2: My in-laws had Phillips. the kids New Year's Eve. And we went out New Year's Eve and it was like... There's
1: not a lot of people out. Like. No. No. I, the year I got divorced, I went out on New Year's. It was the first time in years. Because they can stay open till 6 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I went to the Moose. And I wasn't going to stay home. I was like, eh, I'm tired. And about 9.30, I was like, eh, I haven't been out to a bar in three years. it has got to be somebody out. Like the Moose, I mean, there's they're parked out to the street. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be packed. And it was 9, 9.30. And it was... Maybe fifteen people there, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Waiting like, is for there that
2: a... midnight crowd.
1: <laughs> like... And then I, st- well, I, there was a couple people that I knew there, so I stayed waiting for the midnight crowd. And then before I knew it, I was waiting for the two a.m. crowd, and then the four a.m. crowd, and then before I knew it, it was six fifteen in the morning.
2: I don't know if there's any bars in Phillips that actually stay open all night like that. I mean, well,
1: and that was New Year's, so they could stay open right, till six because right. they used to, and it was as busy at six in the morning oh, as yeah. it was at ten o'clock oh, yeah. when the we night before. We were
2: in Superior; we would stay out all night like Crazy. that. Crazy. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we were home by like I think we went home at one or one thirty or something. Sure. So I don't think we would have stayed out till six. It would
1: have to be know. something where it was advertised, like we have a band or a DJ or we're right. doing something till six a.m. Come late, stay late. Like, you would right. have to be known to make it worthwhile. Yeah, if I
2: was going to stay out till 6, I'd probably have to, like, sleep half of that day and then go out at, like, 11 or 11.30. And then I might make it till 6 in the morning.
1: Well, in the place there, they had, uh, like, chips on those clips on the wall. Oh, sure. But he had, like, two or three pizza ovens in the back. So, at on a normal night, around 1 or so, somebody would smell a pizza. Oh, and then and there's, then like, nine pizzas yeah. ordering a pizza. But on New Year's, and then it was, like, 3.30 again. In the morning, another round of pizzas Mm -hmm. (laughs) because somebody, oh, that smells so good because you're dancing, you're sweating, you you get and stay less drunk when you're just giving her hell. Exactly. So it was there was usually like the, you know, six or seven o'clock that was done before the music started. And then about 1 in the morning and then about 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, you, just get, the, the you get those of,
2: groups that go out just to go out for, like, dinner on New Year's Eve. And then, yep. like, we're going to go home by 9. And then you have that rowdier crowd. and
1: Where we need pizza at 1 in the morning. Yeah. Bastards. I always well, I had to buy better, one.
2: Yeah, because you can't. You smell well, it. And you and, can't just be like. You know, like if it's like your friend that orders and you're like, I'm just going to steal a piece, but you can't just go up no. to random people. And there were just
1: little 12 inch frozen yeah. like, tombstone exactly. pizzas. So, so you're
2: not getting a whole lot out of it. Seven
1: dollars. Yeah. Like I will fold it in half and eat it like a taco because yeah. I need something in my stomach.
2: Yeah. yeah so a good Bars tonight. would make so much like more money. Just have like those like cheap little snacks out. Just yeah. people keep snacking and they're just going to keep drinking. That's because...
1: why I, there's a few over by my dad's well house over at well, Wabino you know, where they always had Pretzels or yep. something. It had the wooden well, now, bowl. Of,
2: now with COVID, like nobody wants to reach their hands and all that stuff. So
1: the bars that had pretzels out are guaranteed still have pretzels. Oh no, I know. They were the kind where they still smoke inside, and they, <laughs> you know what I mean. They
2: we're, I don't remember where we were because nobody's like going to say something. They have a jar on the bar. Where the heck were we? Oh,
1: so you can join and, their private social club so you can smoke inside?
2: Yeah, so it's basically like you pay mm-hmm. into the jar so you can smoke. So that way, like if they get fined, they just take the money out of the jar. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Gotcha. There was a thing where some of them found a rule where like, if it was a public bar, no, but if it was a private, like a moose lodge okay. or, you know, something sure. where you had your to be VFWs a member.
2: And if like it that. was a
1: private, not open to the public thing, ah. then you could, it's like smoking in your house. You could do whatever you want.
2: Gotcha. So
1: there was a dollar or a $5 to join the club. <laughs> and as long as they had your name written down as you were a paying member
2: then, then you, could you couldn't smoke. turn
1: smoke inside.
2: Gotcha. Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah, I remember the days I I am a smoker myself unfortunately, but I remember the days of getting home and like my eyes I think I had more of a hangover the next day from the smoke yep. in the room. Well, I'm than I'm me not a smoker. Drinking. So
2: yeah, there would be those nights oh. where you're like You'd go to bed and like as a girl and you have long hair and especially yeah. if you don't smoke and i lay down days like, my hair smells days. like smoke days. everything no. and I, I remember like i i didn't i don't smoke and i didn't smoke like all the time but if i had like a few too many and like Social the girlfriends that were yes. and i'd be like oh i'll just take a drag or whatever and then when it got Ooh. to when they'd have to go outside <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't need it that bad. You guys have fun outside. <laughs> yep. I'm not going outside.
1: No, it's uh, it's my one thing. I don't do drugs. I don't. Yeah. Race cars. I don't. I have a cocktail here and there, but I don't. Ind- I don't have any vices. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe too many hobbies would be one of them, but I don't do anything that I shouldn't. That's bad for you, whatever. And that's my one, you know, some people call home drink 12 pack every night. Right. I don't need that. I don't do it. I'll have a drink if I'm talking to somebody here in the evening. Other than that, I don't remember the last time I had a cocktail at home and I might have one after dinner if I go out because I really go out anymore. Because there's nobody else out. No. Like, if there was and I knew it was going to be fun, I would be much more happy and looking forward yeah. to a Friday night, you know, going yeah, whatever. I,
2: like, I mean, I like to go out. Like I, I said, you it. have to, like, have somebody that you know is going to go out, that you made the plans to go out with. Yes. Or, like, I even, I just like to socialize. So, I'm off for, like, house parties even. I mean, just bring your own booze. Like, that's fine, too. There's but-
1: so much that I want to do again if I could plan because we ended up a couple of years ago we had like a 90s prom where everybody dressed mm-hmm. up 90s could be 99 or 1991 you know where it was almost 80s style all 90s music we had dinner whatever and then we went to the wedding hall and it was all decorated 90s cheesy shit stuff well, I can say shit now um, <laughs> and what I want to do is just find an old house I don't even care if it's vacant or if it's somebody who'd be in some shitty lights in the basement big old dj setup and like a half barrel and you just walk up and you pay five bucks for the cup like the just, uw stout yep. like basement house frat house parties that,
2: that's like i was didn't, so fun. i didn't go to college just i
1: i went for but, like three weeks but i lived there for about six well, months well that's after,
2: we so. lived in superior and so like we U-dub. and we'd have like friend, like jesse went to college and we had friends that were in college and mm-hmm. so we got invited to a lot of this. And, yeah, it was always, like, you go to this house, and it doesn't matter how big the house was. We always went down to the dingy-ass basement, and, like... And
1: nobody cared, and, and everyone no, had fun.
2: Yeah. there. I mean, there was, like, always the beer pong and, yeah, like, the waps. Like, you just reach, oh. like, a dirty-ass yeah. cooler, and mm-hmm. it was like, nah, whatever. What is this,
1: Tang? Yup. Okay. I'll have, <laughs> well, I'll have two. Yeah,
2: sounds great. Like, you didn't question anything. Just, no. And I mean, then you we, just, we, just we assume...
1: As you're walking around and you hear like the splooshing, like there's a little bit of damp like water or something. You just on
2: hope that it's just liquid. You just like, assume that it's bodily. beer or yeah.
1: water I, and it's never beer or water. I, so. I,
2: I was going to say, I know no. that we were at plenty of parties that there was there was not people that would excuse oh,
1: themselves. Oh, no. There was several of them where there was like a shower and a, uh, like a deep sink. The big plastic, uh, like where you wash the paint buckets out yep. in, in the basement, in just one of those shitty plastic shower stalls with a curtain. Yep. But it was in an old basement. So the drains just went down. There was an angle, and then it was angled over in the other side of the basement. There's a drain in the floor. Well, if you got to go, you got to go. So there was just a line of people like waiting or right in the deep sink or waiting to get into the shower cuz they didn't pay attention that the pipe just went out into the room that everyone was dancing in. <clears throat> Yuck. Yeah. But at the time,
2: N- you didn't especially care. Especially if they Nobody had cared. like
1: ice house or something in the half barrel cuz then you're cared. getting drinking double duty and I don't even like beer.
2: Well, and I never I don't drink beer. I hate beer. I, like, I don't even like the smell of beer. If
1: it's free at a wedding nope. and I've had a couple cocktails, nope. then I might have a beer, Can't but other than that like stout 99 Two thousand was the last time I really like drank beer.
2: No, can't do it. That was the one party we had gone to. We were playing uh, beer pong, and I I don't drink beer. Like, just let me put my mixed drinks in it. And you know that was like the time too where like they didn't just do water in the cups and you just drank your own beer. It was actually like oh, the nasty ball went into yeah, yeah. You pour your drink Mm -hmm. into those cups and. I'm like, I don't drink beer. Like, let me just pour my mixed drink in there. And no, oh, you gotta drink beer to play beer pong. Blech. And it's like, no. well, I don't drink beer. And like my dinner that night was jello shots. And I'm yeah. like, well, whatever, I'll just drink the beer. Oh, it was it was bad. I like I couldn't I would open up the fridge for like a week after and just see a can of beer and like gag. And I was like, never again. That's how
1: we, I lived in a house with three guys in Eau Claire for a while. And then we had three upstairs neighbors too. All around the same age, all like to indulge in just about everything at that time. And that's how we used to wake each other up as a joke is we had a random bottle of, oh God, like Goldschlager or like something terrible, Mints. And you'd be laying there at 10 o'clock the next morning, mouth hanging open. You just wave it under their nose. Oh. oh. (laughs) (laughs) And, well, you're
2: awake now. Like, yep, time to get up. No, beer is. I don't do beer. Oh, my goodness. But.
1: Yeah. What else you got? Anything? You good?
2: I don't know. I don't.
1: You can make a list and come back sometime.
2: Yeah. Not talk about cancer. (laughs)
1: Well, <laughs> oh, I don't care. That's your jam. That's that's the whole reason you were here, first of all. so
2: I invited myself. Thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> you asked. Yeah, and I, I just hope she gets something out of it. Um,
2: out of our three hours I tried, of, of tangent? I
1: tried to stay quiet.
2: When I was going off, because you were like, you're like looking at your paper like, okay, get back on topic. No, no, no.
1: I was looking to see what was next. So I was trying to figure out a way, a segue to like casually Mm -hmm. go into the next topic. But I was like, if I would ask a question and you were talking, she doesn't want to hear me blathering on about something stupid. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to stay quiet while you were answering the question before we got on a tangent. But then I felt stupid because after a certain amount of time. Of one person talking then it's just like what i i don't want you to feel like you just have to keep talking
2: right i know i think that (sighs)
1: so i threw some when you when you're like you
2: just pretend i'm not here and i'm like so i'm just gonna like sit there and talk to myself like i don't want to do that either yes do that i know and i was like his his format's not so much ask and answer questions and that's
1: it literally if you didn't even want to do like an episode i was good with just like dateline interview style yeah if that's what she wanted was me to read you a question and you to answer it yeah whatever you need the video of that fine like i'll help out however i
2: feel like i should have probably not been like lounged in a recliner to do a video
1: Why not? Would you rather be <laughs> sitting in the middle of a living room somewhere a with a light more... bright light right on your face? Well, I see you trying to sit up there. I was going to say you can sit back, pull the microphone back. It don't matter.
2: Yeah, I I mean, it has got. It can't be bad. So. No. Well, and that's, I was like, I don't know. Maybe you don't want to use it as a podcast. I really don't care.
1: I think but. it's just fine because it's a topic that.
2: Well, you only have like two listeners, so.
1: There's no one that. This topic has not affected,
2: mm-hmm.
1: whether it's personally or grandma or aunt or mom or right. kid or whatever. So it's everyone will have interest in in it, and I think we'll take away something just from a firsthand story, stuff that your your advice or stuff that you've had stuff that you've had happen, or what you've done or whatever. So uh, it's it'll be good. It'll be fine.
2: It's a whole. The whole experience it, and you know it's, whether you want it or not it's an experience that's for well, damn sure you know it's kind of too like it's me it's my cancer it's mm-hmm. like my it affects me but it also it affects my family it affects them differently but mm-hmm. I mean
1: how can it not
2: My, I mean my husband like I'm sure he's Worries about it all the time. I'm sure he thinks about it, whether he tells me mm. or not. I mean, it affects his job. I mean, he switched positions at work, so he could work different hours and oh, sure. come to appointments with yep. me. He takes time off to come with me. Um, Like, we always joke because... He's a really sarcastic person, too.
1: Good. So he's wasting and- all his PTO on you instead of going fishing oh, no, or something? He, no,
2: he like <laughs> takes he takes his FMLA, so he just like takes time off oh, and doesn't get sure. paid for it. And then he's like, well, I'm not getting paid for these days. I'm like, well, then use vacation for me instead of hunting. <laughs> but no, he doesn't. But there was two years in a row that I had surgery during deer season.
1: That's just poor planning.
2: Oh, I know. I know. And he was like... The, the one time wasn't so bad because it was like real quick. We were there for like two days. But then the mm. last time we were there for like nine days because we went like the Thursday before and then we didn't go home till the following Monday. Oh, sure. So we were there for like, it was over a week. I think it was yep. like nine, nine or ten days or something. And he like went to check his trail cameras and he was like, oh, I had a deer come in and I'm like, oh Jesus, I don't care.
1: You and your damned cancer. Yeah.
2: So then I was like, (laughs) the next time I was having surgery and I was like, I better not plan it for a third year in a row for for hunting season. Oh, good stuff. But then like all my surgeries now are pretty much like elective cosmetics. So I I can really like play. It doesn't matter. So the one they were like, oh, we can do it this summer. And I was like, well, I really want to be able to go fishing. And they were just like okay it's
1: the worst time of year i was
2: like i don't i mean i want to like look good in a swimsuit this summer but i also because when you have the surgeries in your chest it's like six weeks that you really can't do anything oh yeah like with your upper body so i'm like i can't cast a fishing pole for six weeks i think we're gonna hold off and they were like (laughs) go trolling they kind of like look at you like are you serious
1: priorities (laughs) yeah It's it's
2: not important i can wait but,
1: well, at least they allow you that option. Yeah, too. they're
2: they, yeah, they're really good because, like I said, now the first couple surgeries were more like important, sure, like not detrimental medically, but they were more suggesting. medically. Yeah, it was more like sooner rather than later, and then the rest now have just been like cosmetic. The ones the want. ones
1: that you've earned. Yeah. As the far ones as I'm that concerned. i'm
2: that i'm still yeah a little bit picky about but
1: as you should be or as you can be yeah as you
2: that's how well, are you, and you like i said when i talk to like my surgeon and i'm like you can tell me oh, if yes. i'm totally
1: am i being it, ridiculous yeah, am right i now?
2: like do you come in here and go i'm gonna have to have talk her out of mm-hmm. like another surgery and he was like no i would not do this yeah and so like that's Another, you know, but then, like I was saying earlier, now, before my sur- like before cancer, I've never had surgery, never had anything, and now <laughs> sure. I've got all these surgeries, and yep. now I'm like obsessed with the show Botched, and, like it's-
1: I've heard of it, but I've never. They're like
2: I- LA doctors that like do implants and facelifts and everything. Oh. They do- most of what they do is like corrective of people that like got discount surgeries, okay. or like like imp- like born with. Oh, or accidents yep, or whatever yep. burn victims um, or yeah. something so like they do like everything that they do is like repair of whatever else they don't and i'm oh, always okay. like i love when they do the breast surgeries and you like watch the surgery and i'm like you know my doctor already is thinks i'm crazy i wonder what he'd be like can i see a video of me having surgery and like it, <laughs> on this show they just like,
1: hang it above the- on
2: this show and they like after they put the implants in or whatever and they sit them up on the table so he can see and I'm like do you yeah. do that? Like I want to know all when about. When you're
1: still. Yeah.
2: I want to know all about my surgery. What you do and yeah, he's going to be like you know what let's just write her that off. That would be a like, good like
1: she, put a GoPro she, headband yeah, on and just needs, wear that the whole time.
2: She needs a psych evaluation before we do another <laughs> surgery. That's a different
1: building ma'am.
2: <laughs> I did have to have um, not a, like a full psych eval but Um, So when I got my diagnosis and they test you for the BRCA gene, which is like the hereditary um, test. yeah. And I had like a two and a half hour phone conversation of them. They ask you like, it's kind of like a psych eval, but they basically want to know like, what are your intentions when you get these results, like...
1: So, what? like, make sure you're not going to harm yourself or something?
2: Well, because... So, like, carrying the gene... Like, if you are a pot, Like, if you're positive for the BRCA gene, it's, like, a hereditary trait. Like, I most likely got it from family or I could pass it to my oh, family. Oh, sure. Um, so, they want to know, like, what you're... And it, the the main reason for testing is, um, depending if you're negative or positive, it can determine some of the treatment outcomes or your treatment op- options uh, so there's a so reason they're, they're, yeah they don't just say it. like oh get this done just yes. for the for the hell of it they do it because yeah it can it can change some of your treatment options and but they ask you like so I had to have this like like I think it was like two and a half hours Damn. um what are your intentions with the results like why do you want the results? Um if they're positive what do you plan on doing you know because and I was like do, do I want to know like I want to know for my own treatment
0: mm-hmm. but
2: a part of me doesn't want to know because now I'm going to be worried about my 10 week old oh, daughter sure for the, is it going to affect yeah, her then and like so but my results were negative so that was like and it
1: doesn't skip so if you're negative then you're
2: w- well I
1: or is it, does it you and hubby have to be negative and then the kids will be negative?
2: You know, I don't even or it doesn't know. Matter. I don't even know all of that, to be honest. All I know is like cancer is not just hereditary. I have zero family history oh, of yeah. cancer. No, I don't think so, it's like, gives a shit. Um this is people always ask this, like my take on it, which I'm not a doctor, I don't research it. <laughs> I know my cancer, and clearly yeah. I don't even know a lot about that. But I think everybody has cancer there's just something that happens that to you before. there's just something that happens to you that wakes that cancer up that's like just how i feel about it like i don't think you just like catch cancer like i think it's just in you and it's like mm-hmm. you have a broken bone or some kind of crazy S- twisted protein in
1: your dna and all of a sudden like yep, poof, you
2: something wakes that cancer mm-hmm. up and that's when it shows so i think i I think there's
1: some credibility to that i've heard that for a long time from several people
2: so i mean i just i don't think you know everybody that oh i'm i run marathons and i only eat clean foods and it's like
1: doesn't matter i don't
2: think it matters no like i think whatever will be will be and
1: it doesn't matter you can be the most healthiest person on earth and you run and you bike and whatever and then when you're 75 years old you get freaking arthritis so bad then your joints start wearing away. And then you get bone cancer because your joints are wearing away. Yeah, like, it yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
2: And like with like with your cancer stuff too. Like with me, there's so many. So, had yeah, the oophorectomy, and mm-hmm. one of the things too with that is like, I was researching it because the pros and cons of having a support system or you have a support system and it's really great to vent and have some advice. But then you also are like, well, my doctor said not to do that because this happened. And Mm -hmm. so like, there's a lot, there's everything is a pro and a con. You just have to decide what's best for you. But like one of the, you know, like, um, like heart disease and like osteoporosis were like two big things with having the ovaries removed. And it's like- Oh yeah. Okay, so I'm, (laughs) like, okay. The chances of you know other like reproductive cancers and things like that are pretty much erased. Yep. But now, like, heart disease and like bone disease, like,
1: (sighs) yes, you six of one, half a dozen of another. What's better? What's worse? Yeah.
2: So like, you know, I talked a lot with my oncologist, and um, they met with like the OB gynecologist and you oh. ask them and it's like you know it's just a given a take and you have to decide what you think
1: oh what is just going... works for you yeah,
2: you know you have to decide and um the, my oncologist was like I don't think she was trying to say that I'm overweight but she said <laughs> Basically, they are more concerned with the osteoporosis in thinner women. It's more of a. More Did she follow
1: a, that up with like, "Oh, so you're safe"?
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> and, uh, no, but I, I kind of like heard, I heard Christ. it in that tone, and I was like, "So you're saying it's a good oh, thing?" Oh
1: God.
2: Uh, So now I'm like, well, now I can't lose weight because then I'm like at risk for. Then you're going to get
1: osteoarthritis.
2: So, yeah, I'm like, oh, now I can't lose weight because now I'll really be. Score. (laughs) So, I mean, there's just no.
1: You can do everything right and die of a heart attack in the middle of the night. Tonight.
2: Yeah. There is no, there's no righter way to do anything. I mean do what makes you happy. and
1: You can reduce risks here and there. Sure. But
2: You could also just not leave your house because, I mean, and that you can... You're I mean, in the
1: middle of a shower when I go home tonight and have a stroke.
2: Yeah, exactly. I, what what, I mean, what
1: could I have done to change that?
2: Right. Probably nothing. Exactly. It's just
1: going to happen. Yep. You could wander around the street the wrong way for another 10 minutes and...
2: Well, I did, that th- a, I did that this morning. Get hit for- by a bus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you never
2: know. The only vehicle that I saw was very polite and stopped at the stop sign so I could cross the street for the third time, trying to find your building.
1: <laughs> it's, it's
2: right on the corner. Well,
1: I'm parked down behind, right over there.
2: I'm very directionally challenged, so.
1: You sound like my sister, Tara. S- like, Tara the words
2: turd. like um east and mm-hmm. south. Yep, She's Should lived in Minneapolis
1: things? for 10 years, and I have to literally when i'm giving her directions somewhere i have to say i
2: need landmarks like left
1: or right yep i can't say east or west and i said it i'm like it's it's right on the sign like 35e e north so you want to go north on 35e e. the sign says north that's the yeah. way you want to go
2: i need to, Is like it left or right you need i need you to tell me to like take a right at the hospital and take a left at this landmark and
1: and see sometimes it's difficult for me because well is it left or right well that depends on which way you're coming from yeah so if i say north it doesn't matter which way you're coming from north is north
2: my mom north is straight like whichever
1: direction you're facing that's north
2: north is always straight ahead that's that's what she says she's I, I think I get, like, my directional skills from her. She
1: must have been a cartographer in her past life on oh, maps.
2: I don't, um, <clears throat> like, my husband loves it. Like, we'll, anywhere we go, and he's like, I don't know if it's worse to just have you drive and I have to navigate you, or if I let you navigate and, like, hope you're gonna...
1: <laughs> tell him the right I, way well, i'll
2: be like oh it's 350 feet we turn and he it's like we need to turn right but we're in like the fourth lane yeah and he's yeah. like jesus christ
1: mm-hmm. you're gonna pace that 350 feet off yeah.
2: and i i follow my gps like if i'm going somewhere and he's like why did you turn this way and i'm like because my gps said to and he's like look ahead on your gps and go I'm like, i don't know how to do that I put it in my GPS. I don't care if it takes me through like cattle trails and cornfields. If my GPS says to go this way, I'm going this way. So nope. well, we took. There was one night like we leave really late when we were going to Illinois,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and we were like driving through like Milwaukee, and it as was fun like, as that is 30 in the morning, and we're driving, and I was driving, he was sleeping. We've been here, we've been going for like a year at this point. So yeah. I know I know to stay on the highway, but for whatever reason, my GPS told me to turn. So I like took this little side road and we're going through <sighs> this town and there's all kinds of people out on the streets. And it's those, like all those really lit up little buildings that have like the cages on the windows and the neon signs.
1: Perfect part of the area. I'm sure and that's exactly we were, what you were we looking were for. Like, yeah.
2: At a stoplight, and there was, and he was like, "Go!" I'm like, "We're at a stoplight." He's like, "I don't care." There's like people on the street. They're like, "Just go!" And I'm like, "All right." And he's like, yelling at, me, "Why did you turn off?" Probably
1: I'm, good advice.
2: I'm like, "Well, it said to turn," and he's like, "I don't care. Just follow the highway." <laughs> yes, I don't.
1: Don't always listen to the GPS.
2: Oh well, don't I'm. Always. I don't. I don't do well without it. I get really, like, I get really turned around pretty easily. I
1: remember my mother bringing a road map and printing the map quest step instructions with so that we knew at what exit and whatever to turn.
2: My dad was an over-the-road trucker. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, he's like a human map. Yep. And there was... I don't remember where we were. My husband's dad lives in Clintonville. And I think we were visiting him. And, like, we didn't have gps or whatever at the time and we got super turned around somewhere down there and like i know my dad drives through there a lot i'm like dad we're at this building and it says this and he's like oh you're on such and such yep and he's like all right just head out i'm like oh thank god we can call you
1: yes those old guys have memory like a steel trap for some things
2: yeah like my dad knows directions real well thank god because my dad's not old though either
1: <laughs> he's not old
2: no my parents are fairly young I mean, my dad was born in '64, so oh I, yeah. I'm I mean, a, he's not like he's not like '70s old, but he's yeah. not like 35. Well, obviously, I'm 34, so he's not.
1: How'd that work? No, <laughs> oh, my dad's was always fairly old. I'm his youngest of six from two marriages, so I was the baby, the baby. but he was always older Were than you the, the other dads. Little baby no. No, because I was his baby. But when my mom remarried, they had another one. Uh, so then I was the middle and ignored. And they were all the rest of them were girls. Um, so my dad I was, was like in
2: both families. You're the only boy.
1: No, my dad's oh. first marriage. He okay. had three boys and they lived on. I've only seen two of them a handful of times. OK, Um,
2: I was the oldest of three. And then I have two younger brothers. And like my brother TJ is the middle. And he was, like, he's a sports star, like, mm-hmm. smart in school. So even though he was a middle child, he got a lot of recognition because he was, like. Sure, it really was, like, something. Yeah, and then Travis was, like, he was really good at sports, like, went to school because he had to. Um, but he was just a baby, so he got oh, all yes. of the attention, especially from my mom. He was such a momless boy. And it would be, like, oh, this is my son TJ, and he's, like a golfer and a football player and a baseball player and he can play <laughs> hockey and he's really good at math and like this is Travis and he's an athlete too and he's the oh and this is our daughter Ashley she's the oldest yep got it thanks nope. so now like I just had to bring attention to myself hence the last four years got my parents to move yeah. back from North <laughs> Dakota you got your like I, I I got what I deserved I, I needed this attention now up? I got it
1: You ran me out of SD card.
2: That's all right. No,
1: that's fine. The iPad's still going.
2: But, yeah, I just... It's crazy. Do you only have two kids?
1: Three. Three. I had a whoops when I was 19, so she's... 21. Yeah, 21 in August. Last August.
2: My daughter is four going on 21, I swear. She's so... She is...
1: Well, the son is thirteen, going on like seventeen-year-old girl. Oh, mm. he's got some sass every now and then. I don't know where it comes from.
2: Yeah, my daughter's attitude definitely comes from her mother.
1: <laughs> I think Logan's does also.
2: I I know that for my husband's always like, "You asked for her." I'm like, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm.
1: She's- you just wait. She'll be twelve, thirteen, sixteen someday. Then, fun then
2: she's his problem. I can deal <laughs> with like this. Mm-hmm. And I have like Jesse and I have been together since I was 15. So we've oh, been great. together for almost 19 years. A while. Yeah. So I'm like when he's like, she's not dating until she's 30. And I'm like, I mean, I got with you when I was 15. And he's always like, yeah, look how you turned out, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: I mean, I think That's I did all right. Perfect.
1: Yeah. Everything works. Yeah.
2: But <sighs> Yeah, I would definitely have to think of some different topics to come back.
1: Make a paper list. Some people do. My sister brought stuff in, a a, a list of of anything else.
2: I chuckled at that episode, too, because I have a Leighton who's an (laughs) L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N. Of course. (laughs) I laugh so hard. at like all your podcasts. I'm like, oh, that's a diss on me. (laughs) Not specifically. (laughs) But let me ask you this. Does a horse nay? How much do you weigh? Like L-E-I-G-H. Oh, yeah. So when you're like, oh, it should be L E L A Y.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 you're
2: totally dissing on the spelling of That's, how it's not yeah. L-E-I-G-H is not lay. And I'm like, yes, it is.
1: It is, but it's not traditionally. If you have an Ashley, it's A S H L E Y. Yep. Right. So, when you see A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H, it's just like, what, Ash? Okay, I get it, Ashley. I've seen Kaylee's like that. Um, no, it was just an observation. That's all. It wasn't a personal attack no, on you.
2: No, I, I don't care. Good. But while that's, my cousin was like, my name is, his middle name is Lee, and he's like, it's L-E-I-G-H. So, is her name Leighton or Leighton? And I was like, her name is Leighton. And he's like, that's not how you would spell. See? And I'm like, way w-e-i-g-h a horse nays n-e-i-g-h but can't like,
1: you also do nay as n-a-y
2: well then that's, that's wrong too <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying like yeah. I was just laughing because I was like he's going to have so much fun picking me apart if he realizes all this stuff
1: personally attacked <laughs> well make a list air of grievances and we'll do that uh, we'll do that next time
2: mm-hmm. I didn't set you up with any bad apartments Mary Mall oh
1: god <laughs> miss
2: Mary Mack
1: it was it's it was the absolute worst by far the worst um and don't forget you have 4 weeks um till this episode actually comes out i will get you the stuff okay. long before that um but at some point in there get me any okay. pertinent so links, intros- people's names Perfect. whatever um and i can just add that stuff in there whenever
2: okay i can do that
1: and find out from her what she needs like file format okay like how she mp4 just the audio audio video like how how am i supposed to get it to her or to you okay um and i'll just reformat it as such perfect that's all i got good
2: i'm good okay well thanks for stopping in thanks for having me yeah maybe talk to you again
1: soon